Good evening, glory. Hallelujah to you. What the heck's your story and what's going through you? It's Wednesday night and it's time for another edition of Stray Cast. Give it up for yourselves, Bass Galaxy. Hello. I'm your host, Cal Renwick, and uh, I'm here to have a good time. I don't know about you. And, and tonight, um, we got something a little bit different uh, worked up for you. Uh, we do- well, yeah, okay. Okay, you're excited. I like it. I like it. Um, we have some shining stars of the Bass Galaxy that we would like to celebrate tonight. So, uh, with that being said, coming in tonight uh, from BASS, um, we have some amazing people. First off, uh, Jimmy Sexton from BASS, uh, Lisa Talmridge uh, from BASS, Laura AG, and Kyle Jesse. Give it up for the BASS uh, crew. And then uh, the local scene with uh, with Cal Sag Bass. We have uh, Brian Jackson, Ryan Whitaker, Duncan Cott Richardson. How's that for a name? <laughs> we have Dennis Bannock, uh, Eric uh, uh, Bertowski. Who else is coming on? I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's going to be amazing, uh, and we're stoked about it. It's a. It's um. It's a. It's a free for all Christmas episode. We're getting to know some things about people we might not necessarily uh, get to know. In other words, um, with that being said, in the festivities uh, on the way. Um, let's wait. What, what the heck? Oh my gosh! Yeah, give it up for the chat board guy, the one and only. It's Jr. Rock and show fantasy. I see you. I see you. You know what that means. You know what that means when uh, when Jr. Rock and show fantasy is in the house on the chat board. That means there's good things for you, the Bass Galaxy. And on tonight's uh, like and share. Uh, contest, whatever you want to call it. We have uh, some cool stuff going on. First off, the people of BASS are giving up not one, not two, but three limited edition BASS hats. Yes, valued at over $40 each. They're pretty cool hats. Um, And all you got to do is like and share the live uh, Facebook feed for your chance to win one of these hats. Three chances there. Now, get this. This is one of two Stray Cast Christmas packs. We got one this week and one next week. Uh, It's a Stray Cast Christmas extravaganza fun bag. That's right. Like and share the live Facebook feed. and We're going to send you some cool stuff from the Stray Cast archives. So there's four prizes tonight. That's nuts. I know. Uh, BASS giving away uh, three limited edition ball caps, $40 value each. And uh, we're giving away a Stray Cast Christmas extravaganza fun pouch. Like and share the live Facebook feed. Uh, JR going to put it in a randomizer. We're going to call your name live here on the show. Okay. Uh, that being said, you know who puts on a show? I mean, you know who puts on a show? He's red on the head just like a producer should be. It's the one and only. He's Andrew Ellenberger, and he's a chinter nature. Ninji. Feliz Navidad. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Good, and you? I see you got the uh, Ebenezer Grinch behind you. <laughs> That's my favorite. For those listening. Shocking, right? 
How you doing, bud? Good, and yourself? Are you Christmas shopping yet? We're almost done. Almost done. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, I know yeah. of some places you need to still shop. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Ginger, you got any Christmas shopping music for me? I do. Let's go Christmas shopping. It's Pat and Andy going Christmas shopping. You ready? Come on, Andy. First stop, ImpulseLithium.com. Right? Hey, we always talk about the 24s, the 36s. You know what I mean? 25, 36. Oh, wait, that's uh, that's ACDs. No, but you know what I mean? Volt batteries. Yep. Let's talk about the unsung hero of the Impulse line. The 12-volt, Ginge. Yeah. The 12-volt. Now in stock, 120 amp hours. Worried about charging in the cold? Don't worry. Built-in heater. Worried about a warranty? Don't worry. 10-year. That's it. Impulse Lithium. Yeah. You like it, Ginge? I love it. I like it. First stop there. We got that off the list. Next stop, OmniaFishing.com, Ginge. Oh, buddy. What do you think? I know you like Omnia. You got shopping carts. (laughs) I do have shopping carts. You got shopping carts full. Ginge, what's that deal? that Omnia has right now were uh, for the techies, you know, the map guys, the electronics guys, where you can do the overlay and it's the pro premium pack. The or premium, yeah, the pro premium. Amazing. Yeah, we gave one of those away a couple weeks ago, and I know the guy yeah. that got it loves it. And it's like you can actually overlay maps and they give you secret sneaky stuff. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's a whole and, network. It's like your own little network. It really is. Okay, and that's a great Christmas gift. For an electronic techie. Yeah, right? and you get discounts all year, too. And you, you bank up that money for every dollar you spend or whatever it is. And you bank it up money, so you're getting paid to shop. So. Okay. Omniafishing.com. Uh, Tank Ginger's word for it. He's yeah. frugal, in case you can't tell. He's a frugal Christmas shopper, and he's not shy about buying that one. Hey, Ginge, be careful. Don't run with scissors, and don't run with right, whiteriverknives.com. <laughs> Don't do it. They're sharp AF, Ginge. Very. They're sharp AF. My favorite is the M1 capper, and that's my everyday carry, the M1 capper. And I know you've been on that uh, that little hunter. You like that hunter. That little hunter and the fillet because we've been perching. So. And, uh, you've been Life putting the work into perches. Perchering. 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 Yeah. All right. There it is. WhiteRiverKnives.com. Yeah. Back slash Right. Yeah, I did that, change. Yeah. Christmas shopping done. Oh, wait. One more thing on the on the list for the crazy funkel in the family. You know what I mean? Let's bring in uh let's bring in the I've I've not heard from him. He's missing. Oh, so. is he is he MIA? He, yeah, I don't know where he's at. He might be wait, is he at a Christmas party? I don't know, but so yeah, I have to come up with my own tin cup whiskey word you, of the week. You definitely do, yeah. What in the heck kind of boss is he? He's really working me this week. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it, Ginger. Give me some uh, tin cup whiskey music now. There it is. All right. Hey, it's time for the tin cup whiskey word of the week. In case you don't know, or it's the first time tuning in, uh, every week here on the Straight Cast Show, we give you a tin cup whiskey word of the week. And whenever you hear that word, you take a little sippy, 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 McSippy. And it could be uh, anything. It could be... Uh, a nice cold uh, Coca-Cola. It could be a warm cafe con leche like I have right here. It could be a mountain spring tin cup whiskey. The official brown liquor of Bassin, by the way. And uh, tonight's uh, 
tonight's uh, magic word uh, or uh, magic. Uh, I, I've been looking at Pedro's magic rock. That's why I said yeah. magic word. Uh, tonight's um, tin cup whiskey word of the week is um, bass. Bass, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's just let's. And you know what? Because Foley didn't show up. Any of you, when you hear the word bass, take a sip, whatever it is. And if you're sipping the liquor, sip responsibly. But here's the deal. Well, he's calling you off work if you need to. I don't yeah, care. Put his, phone here. Yeah, put his phone number <laughs> on the screen. If you're if you're feeling like it, he's going to call you up as your fun funkle and you don't got to go to work tomorrow. Yep. Start Christmas early. Uh, compliments a tin cup mountain whiskey. Ginge, I think we knocked it OTP in the business. That means out of the park. And uh, you know what we should do? I like pleasure, Ginge. And uh, I think I'm going to power pull it down right now for some pleasure. And when we get back, it's the shining stars from Ray Scott's dream, Bass Anglers Sportsman Society. Don't go anywhere. Coming right back. There's a moment when you're faced with a challenge. And just solving the problem isn't good enough. Even if that means breaking the rules and shredding apart conventional ways of thinking. All in the name of creating something truly remarkable. With this much control at its command, we didn't stop with just one. We created two incredible trolling motors. Introducing the new PowerPole Move brushless trolling motor. This is the mountain, and this is mountain whiskey. Unspoiled, untamed, forever wild. There's no safety net, no way down. Up here, it's just man and the mountain and his tin cup. Tin cup whiskey. Mountain whiskey. Want to know the difference between power bait and other soft plastics? Ask the fish. Berkeley scientists have thousands of flavors tested on thousands of fish. Natural. Man-made. Every bait that's ever hit the water. No matter the shape, size, or color, power bait is the only one that is scientifically proven. Fish bite and will not let go. Realize your boat's potential with outboard performance accessories that improve the handling, speed, and economy of your boat. Find your perfect accessory from Bob's Machine. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the glorified version of a bass and talk show. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. And uh, let's get it going. Are we good, Ginch? Yeah, we're good to go. Okay, here it is. Uh, let's bring on some shining stars from BASS. I see them popping in. Yes, yes, there they are. They're brightening up the Bass Galaxy. Give it up for them right now. It's Jim Sexton, it's Kyle Chesty, it's Laura, AG, and Lisa Talmadge. Yes. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm excited. Can you can you all tell? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you ever not excited? I don't know. I'm very excitable. I, and I've been watching a lot of Buddy the Elf lately, so I'm extra, extra excited. <laughs> I got to be honest. Dolly, I'm feeling real Christmassy already. I don't know why. I've been cooped in the house. I've been fighting the LMBV. 
and I, I don't know. I, so, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay, doing okay now. But I've been watching a lot of, a lot of TV. LMBV. Largemouth bass virus. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, in that. the know. You know what I mean? You only get that by kissing bass. Well, I like Jimmy Houston a lot, but I don't kiss bass. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, um, it's great to have you here, all of you, and. It's it's pretty cool. Um, all of you are uh, first timers on the Stray Cast show, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Glad to be here. Yeah, and I'm telling you, it's um it's a long time coming, and we've had other your other coworkers uh, on the show before and featured some of them, and that's something we'll be doing in upcoming episodes in 24. But um, we thought right now we wanted to celebrate the four of you. And um, there's a method to the madness. Um, first off, um, may we celebrate the one and only. And I think the other three of you um, will allow me to go first here with this gentleman. It's usually ladies first, but we are going age before beauty. The one and only Jimmy Sexton. Jim, Jim, it's good to have you here, bud. Appropriate. Thank you. It's, it's good to have you here. Now, you, uh, as the kids say, are cool AF. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, first off, we, um, we are saddened to hear of your retirement. I'm just going to be honest uh, about it. You have, a, you have a countdown going now. I think you had your office party today, so now you're allowed to drink at work every day until your last day. So right, have a right. dang good time. Chase said it's fine. Do whatever you want, Jim. You're no retired. dress code? Yeah. No, nothing. <laughs> just wear pants. Pants are the only requirement. Jim. That might not be a good look for me, but yes. I'll think about it. But um, <laughs> congratulations on your retirement. I love how you told me that you're just ready to do nothing. And I admire that. That's my <laughs> life right now. So I, I admire that about you. Um, thank you for your service to the thank Blue you. and Gold. It's okay? been a, it's been a, Awesome ride. I've just loved it. Feel blessed and lucky all at the same time. Yeah, man. And I say service to the blue and gold because um, this organization here, Ray Scott's Dream, is very important um, to all of the viewers right now in the Bass Galaxy. And I know especially the four of you. And there's a few things I want to thank you for personally, Jim, that a lot of people may not know. Um, that you have done. Um, first off, I know you worked diligently hours, hours, hours on end to convert the or bring over the footage from ESPN to the new format. All those videos, all that stuff we love so much. Yep. And now have it our access via Bassmaster you brought over from ESPN. That's a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he said that, coworkers. Um but no, hey, it's fun for us, Jim. Thank yeah. you for that. Thank no, you. No, and I, and it's like important to the history, you 100%. know. 100%. Uh you owe it to everybody to uh, really keep all that stuff. But here's another thing. When um Remember in 2019 when we had a bunch of fleeing, people were jumping ship. And I mean jumping ship. They left us. They yeah. left us, Jim. Yeah. All right. And it's not it's, it's serious business. Some of them come back and are are now making amends, and that's fine. 
but a lot of them left it. But here, here's what a lot of people don't know. You helped keep things together, Jim. At that crucial time in BASS, One you of were many. there, like doing it amongst others. But yeah. you, you were there in the battlefield, dude, picking up slack. Yep. As <laughs> Fisher people like to say. And thank you for that. A lot of people don't know the role you played in that during the fight. Yeah, it was uh, that was a crazy time, and uh, again, man, we just we just we just worked on being the best bass we could be. You know, uh, it wasn't like we did a lot of crazy things, uh, invented all kinds of new stuff. It was like let's just work on being a better bass, and let's be yeah. classy about it. Let's not call names of people who left and those kind of things. Let's just focus on our business. That's and you we went positive and you're part of that. And that's the whole point of this. You yeah. went in that positive direction. And, and yeah. let me back up. I'd be a miss. Your title is what? Digital VP. Uh, chief cook and bottle washer of the website. And, 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 uh, and Kyle's uh, laundry getter. That's right. That's exactly. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. But, but um, see that role, uh, that you played, not the bottle washer, but digital VP, um, was crucial to the media to show the positive side of bass fishing and move on in a positive light. And you were very influential in that. And thank you for that. For oh, that. you're welcome, man. It was so much. It was it was a hard time, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, those new guys who came in, boy, you know, I wasn't involved in picking who 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 came in, you know, we got some guys that came straight from FLW, some controversy. In Canada. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was some controversy about that because they didn't qualify. They're fine. Know, the, the way, but boy, you look back on that now and those guys that came in via, via that invite from the FLW, boy. Bunch happened of for a reason. Happened for a reason. That's yeah. it. Everything happens for yeah. a reason. Jerry McKinnis once told me. Yeah. Um, but Jim, thank you for that. The next thing is, um, you're an amazing fluffer and, uh, <laughs> thank you for being a great fluffer. Um, and what I mean by that is you make people look good. Are you getting text? You need to go, Jim, or you, you got to do something. You're retiring and you got a free pass and all, but you know, just more requests for fluffing. So uh, <laughs> maybe I'll put my, my earphones in. No, it's fine. And you know, I'm messing with you, but what I mean, by, what I mean by fluffing is you fix stuff. So let's say that uh, somebody writes an article and many times I've written emails and you say, Pat, I'm going to fix this up for you. You look dumb. My office. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, you do that for lots of people. And, uh, I thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure many do. Last thing, last accolades I'm giving you here is um, thank you. Or not last, but you know what I mean. We're going to move on to something else. But um, thank you for hiring the Bass and Angel, Ronnie Moore. <laughs> I mean, he just touches everybody's yeah. heart. Without Ronnie, yeah. the yeah. Bass Galaxy would not flow. So thank can you I, for, and I know I, many others, including the guy up above you on my screen. You brought him in too, but. Can I, tell you, can I tell you my strategy of hiring? Please. Yes. I want to learn. Well, it's kind of a two-part thing. Uh, one, it helps to be desperate. <laughs> All right. So you're just like, holy cow. That's what like, Matt Robertson always tells me. You know, in the, in the case of Ronnie, 
with Ronnie, it was like February of like 2013. And I didn't have anybody to run Bass Track. Okay. And so somebody had told me Ronnie's name and gave him, gave me his phone number. And I called the dude and I said, Hey man, I hear great things about you. Uh, I know you're like a sophomore in college, but uh, junior in college, but can you come work at the Bassmaster Classic in Tulsa in like three weeks? And Ronnie said, there's like silence. And then he said, oh my gosh, this is the best day of my life. That sounds Ronnie. <laughs> it sounds and, right. He was at your house before you hung the phone up somehow yeah, or enough. He was practically, at the front door. Hey, practically. And the dude traveled for us as a college student for two or three years doing his schoolwork, but also doing practically full-time bass. And, uh, you know, you, you just knew he had the pass. He's a unicorn, that kid. Yeah, he can do everything. Mm-hmm. That's that's for sure. So thank you for that, sincerely, too. You hire great people at BASS, is my point, amongst Kyle Jesse and other That's guests. right. On that's the right. panel tonight. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be some there's got to be some truth to Jim's retirement plan, because to this point, he hasn't laid an egg as far as hiring anybody goes. But the more the more time goes along, like eventually he's bound to bound to hire somebody that's that's just not the guy. Oh, he's got a plan. We'll get to that. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to that laugh. That was a little sinister. Did you hear that, co-workers? All right. So here, like I mean, one of my jobs, Jimmy, is a bass fishing talk show host, is I have to do research and development. You know, I do uh, basically stalk you on the Internet is what I, I do. Okay. And uh, I find out things about my guests that mm-hmm. way. And uh, Kyle knows he's a talk show host, too. <laughs> Laura used to be a talk show host. She went on to better things. And, and Lisa knows she has to constantly do homework, <laughs> to keep up on the things. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Jim, I found out a couple things about you, and uh, I, I got to talk to you about this. So, you used to travel around the country and do science tricks at grade <laughs> schools. Wait, what is that? So, well, like, here's Mister Science, and yeah. it's Jim comes in with a with a briefcase full of science. Well, I mean, what was this? I mean, I had a I had a panel van full of science. Wow, and, this sounds uh, a little creepy. I'm not going to kid you. And, <laughs> and the first year, this is my first job out of college. My first year, I started in Hammond, Indiana. That's where I one, live. One, yeah, I, know. I happen to live right here, and I'm here right now. And maybe I you were a, a rock to Chicago, but I'm right maybe here. you were in one of those schools. I probably was, uh, but that was the kid that was in the corner in the back of the class. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, I, you know, I had like a dinosaur that would blow up and I would talk to the dinosaur about how fossil fuels were made. Had liquid nit- yeah. Yeah. Had liquid nitrogen. I would put stuff in it and do- now that's fun. Oh man. I learned a trick from a, a, a science teacher. We'd put a uh, saltine cracker into the boiling liquid nitrogen. Andy, write this down. Yeah. And then I'd throw <laughs> it in my mouth. And I could breathe a, a, a stream of fog out of my nose. Dude, like a dragon. It like was, Jimmy the dragon. The kids would go nuts. That was your closer. Oh, like Jimmy's Jimmy's blowing <laughs> Jimmy's Jimmy's uh blowing smoke. It was big. Hey, it's Emily Harley. She says she loves this episode so far and she misses us. <laughs> we love you too, Emily. And we're sad that you retired too. We'll get to you eventually. You know that. 
<laughs> hey, Jim, uh, blowing smoke like a uh, like a dragon. Yeah. Did you scare any kids with that? Um, and never know, make them cry. I would uh, with the bowl of liquid nitrogen. I would throw it at the audience, <laughs> and they would freak out, you know, like crazy. Uh, but it would evaporate before it hit anybody. Can you so. do some of these tricks at an office party before you retire? I think I'll, that's appropriate. I mean, I've got time now, so I'll offer it for the classic, maybe a warm-up act uh, Is, for Mercer that, and so forth. I, I, like I think they would appreciate it. Yes, Lisa. He wouldn't get through security. No way. No, no run way. it by yeah. Mercer. He's going to love this. Lisa, yeah. you guys know it's perfect. Yeah, it was a panel van with no windows. Panel van, nitrogen in a coliseum, lots of nitrogen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the making for the perfect Christmas movie. So the second year was in New York City. So I did schools in Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, Staten Island, none in Manhattan. They were too high end. Yeah. Uh, But uh, it was a wild ride. Yeah, man. I mean, I thought that was pre- that was pretty interesting. Man. Yeah, it's it's been translated to several people. The rumor started that I was in the circus, uh, but that's not true. <laughs> okay, it's close. But it's, I was it, a one I was a one man show promoting science, in a, in a promoting science to America's youth. Was there anything on the side of the van? Like, oh yeah, it said uh, it said uh, I can't remember the name of the show. It was like. Scientific America or something. Wow, it's like a wrapped van just cruising around. Oh yeah, pulling into Stuckies across America. Yep. Yeah, I see you. I see (laughs) you. Hey, you were a movie bootlegger too. Like you used to run movies cross state lines. Oh, you were bootlegging like uh like Gator McCluskey. It was Uh, all part of that's false. It was all in the state of Tennessee. Oh, but I I went from Knoxville to Memphis once a week. That's a truck. That's like ten hour drive, dude. It was a haul, and and I I got paid the giant sum of two hundred dollars a trip. Wow. Well, you were balling. Yeah. Back in forty two, that's a lot of money. <laughs> we're the same age, Jim. True. How old are you, Jim? Sixty five. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm only fifty. So. Oh, yeah. we're not the same age, Pat. No, but let's pretend we are just for the purpose <laughs> of this broadcast. Like you're a different generation. Yeah, I'm talking about my generation right now. Yeah. What's your generation called? Uh, boomers. Boomers? I think I'm an Xer. Okay. Is that what I am? Uh, Is yeah, that what I not, am? Or? You're not a boomer. We kick Not you out. a boomer. Boomers are boss at Alpha Angler, Jake Boomer. Brandon Powell. <laughs> you know him. Anyway, see, we do little plugs and stuff. It's how you do stuff in talk shows, Jim, as you roll along. But here, uh, so you were, you were going from Knoxville to memphis or memphis to knoxville i started in knoxville and 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 running i would i would drop off a tv show of the johnny majors show the football coach at the university of tennessee yeah yeah of course the the game would be like saturday night i would get the tape at like midnight and i had to be in memphis by eight the next morning so they could watch the johnny majors show on tv but i had to stop in nashville jackson and memphis that's pretty cool isn't it kyle very cool. He, yeah. He's told me that story as well, and I thought that was the coolest coolest college job ever. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to make a few bucks. You cram in the hours, and you're getting paid, and and then doing nothing again, like Jimmy likes to do. Yeah, that was my first media job. Uh, media job. Nice. I mean, and then that kind of opened the door, I yeah, guess, it did. so to speak, Yeah, to being a science guy. 
in a mm-hmm. panel man. Yeah, that made that was a little bit of a career trend uh, uh, blip there, the science man. But then you worked for Time Communications too, right? Yep, Time Inc. I mean, that's big time, dude. I mean, dude. like huge, like for a guy in media, in communications and digital whatever. I mean, come on, bud. Time, that's big. Yeah, Laura, that's huge. Thank you. Huge. And. Then you ended up at Bass. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was laid off by time. Uh, okay. just, you know, to add to that story, Shame along with it. like uh, three hundred other people. But uh, and that was the year that Bass moved to Birmingham. Hmm. I was in the Birmingham office of Time Inc., which has Southern Living and Cooking Light and uh, travel magazines and and things like that. I was I was managing those websites. And I was like, I can't move. My my kids are like in fourth grade and freshman in high school. I can't move. And Bass moved to Birmingham. Wow. Dude, and see, so- it's amazing. Like, and and so this is the we're going gonna come up on the ninth season of Stray Cast. And in season two, Jerry McKinnis told us Pat in bass fishing and in life, everything happens for a reason. Very Simple elementary logic, but so true every time. Everything happens for a reason. Hey, yeah. let's move to Birmingham. Here comes Jim Saxton making history. Pretty well, cool. I, I told the folks at my lunch today, Bass, I mean, I've, I've worked for 44 years, you know, like six different companies, 12 and a half years at Bass. And Bass was is my best job, my favorite job, and also the hardest um, and, and the hard comes from, you know, we've got 50 tournaments a year yeah. and, and some of us, most of the people on this, on this show, we're involved in all of them. And, uh, you sure are, you know, we're working on weekends, nights, all that kind of stuff, but I say best and hardest. And really those two go together, Pat. Because when you when when you're challenged and you really got to step up and you got to figure it out, that's very gratifying. And so, well, you know, so. artist becomes best in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, it makes you better. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. all kidding aside, you don't get better sitting around doing nothing, do you? Exactly. You're better at thinking, maybe. That's about it. Right. I mean, I am planning on catching up on a lot of TV shows soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll send you a good list, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, I've been watching TV. <laughs> hey, um, in your eyes, what has been your biggest contribution to the blue and gold in your years? Oh, year? That's a that's a fun question. Um, I'm going to just go with a couple things. Um, two, you'll allow me that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whatever. You know, we we made fast fast track had been started by ESPN, but it was a very basic kind of deal and we we took on the challenge and i'll give chris mitchell a lot of credit here yeah we took on the challenge of um making it better every year and our philosophy was hey this is the page people love we keep making it better they're going to love it more so we made it better and better and better more interactive uh more features you know you can look at every single fish that's caught the times they were caught uh, you can click through to lots of information. You got videos on each guy. 
it became kind of the page where people follow the tournament during yeah. the day. Dang and you can even watch the live show on that page. So oh, yeah. that that that's been a that was a good contribution. Heck yeah, bud. We love the bass track. Thank you. Thank you for the, that. The other is really just when I started uh Bassmaster website, it was part of ESPN, uh, like a category. Um it was not a seven day a week operation. You know, they published only during the week. Okay. All right. That, that doesn't work in sports. That doesn't work in the internet anymore. Yeah. I mean, on any topic, you got to be publishing all the time. So we kind of immediately went to seven days a week. We published every freaking day and, uh, we had new content every freaking day. And, uh, We've done that for 12 and a half years and, and people like Kyle, uh, and a, a host of others do most of that work. Um, but they're getting up on Saturday morning and Sunday morning and putting something up because the internet and bass fans, we are, want it. Bass yeah, fishing fans yeah. want it. That's why. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you again, Jim Sexton. They're insatiable. So Laura, your uh, cat's going nuts. Hello, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, that's good to see. It's nature. It's good to see. It's an observing nature. So the daily, you know, just the consistency of being daily, uh, I think has been huge for the sport, huge for the Bassmaster brand, and and I think huge for the anglers um as well. Yeah, dude. I mean big deal. Like didn't look at that really. And that's, that's a huge deal. I see Kyle just keep nodding yeah, up there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause it is for sure. I mean, I'll add to that. I've said this so many times, you know, throughout conversations over the years, but you know, like for me personally, I'm a consumer of Bassmaster.com. Like if I didn't work for Bass, I would, I mean, I can't tell you how many lectures I didn't pay attention in because I was roaming on Bassmaster.com <laughs> through college. Me too. Since I, I was mean, six. Every single day too. So, I mean, like, it really does make a difference because I know what I would feel as a consumer if I got up and, and, you know, things had been the same for three days, but it doesn't do that. And like Jim said, sometimes that's not always the most uh, fun or convenient to have to sit down and figure that out. Or, you know, Phil does a ton of that. He deserves a lot of credit. Phil always, yeah. but yeah. Um, you know, people want new stuff to look at. And like I said, that's how I always was. So it, it, it makes it worth it for sure. You should actually have Phil on uh, Phil Lawless. He's probably, it's an amazing name. Yeah, right. Uh, good Admire start. it. Uh, I'll tell you another thing. He's a metalhead. Oh, I like um, that too about him. We can and, do metal uh, together. And he doesn't talk, which could be a problem for your show. But uh, <laughs> I'll get I think, it. Out. I think you could get him going. And uh, but Phil, Phil is the straw that stirs the drink in our world. He he Hats keeps off it, Phil Lawless. Keeps it going. And, you know, as part of that, we, we started publishing daily and social and Laura's taking that over and taking it to the next level. So, uh, it just keeps going. Yeah, bud. And thanks for that. Um, so to answer, to, to backtrack a, a, a few, uh, mementos here, um, before, uh, we talked about, uh, up your sleeve for some more hiring. All right. Now, um, I don't know who will actually hire your replacement or how that will go, or if you will have a, a say in any of that or anything. But my question to you, Jim, is whoever's going to do that, the powers that be or you, what is a quality of yours that you hope that the new hire has as well? The new hire for your position, a quality of I, yours, Jim Sexton. 
I think the most important thing is to get to know the audience. Um, Whoa. you got, you got to know who you're talking to, right? Yeah. And, but, and, and I found the best way to, cause, cause I, I had fished plenty coming into bass, but I hadn't been to one single bass, bass fishing tournament in my life. All right. I felt like I knew a lot, but turns out I really didn't. And, um, but, but meeting people that are in the audience and that includes people like you, Pat, you know, super fans in a way. Uh, I, I am. I am a lot. People who love the sport get to know those folks. Uh, and, and going to tournaments is a great way because you meet all kinds of people. But meeting the anglers, getting to know them, they started as fans. Uh, they're part of the audience for us, too. And I think getting to know that audience is is job number one. Nice. And and again, well said. And I uh, I read uh, our friend Steve Bowman uh, said about you that you knew how to tell a story and he felt that you're going to be perfect to tell the bass fishing fans out there the bass fishing story. And I thought that was simply said and beautifully said when he yeah. said, you are, you were perfect for that job. Your placement better be good. I, I like telling story. stories, uh, Bowman, uh, and, and really the bass fishing world. I mean, it's just a, an explosion of stories. Um, and, and we only tell, we don't, we don't tell them all, but I mean, last weekend, a 17 year old kid made the classic. I know. Right. Isn't that wild? Youngest uh, ever? That's amazing. Uh, Yikes. This, this fall, um, Easton Fothergill won the college yeah. classic bracket like a few weeks after. Yeah, he Seth had and I talked to him not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, Brandon yeah. Card this year on the Elite Series has this horrible health issue where he can barely see, and the dude competes anyway. Smash, he smashed him on the like, first like, like, like he like, can't. Wow, he, way to go, Card. He can't blink one of his eyes, so he has to wear a patch because his eye gets so dry. And the dude, he fishes every tournament in the Elite Series, and he uh, comes in 25th in AOI. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he has a great, he has like a better year than he's had, you know, in a while. Amazing. And so Amazing. the the number of, those are some big stories. Those are great big stories. But there's, well, I'll tell you one more. Okay. There's a guy that died about 10 days ago. Oh, his yikes. His name was James um person person there you go lisa lisa knows him uh he was a marshal at the classic for 25 he went he was a classic marshal for 25 years wow all right oh super unassuming dude yeah. super uh uh just just like a superstar in a super quiet way but uh he got one week of vacation a year and he, he he went to the classic and worked in it. That's the and, power uh, of this fish. Anyway, the stories strength. are the, the stories are just they're just there's just so many. One shout out to Bowman. He was so important in my development at Bass. Um, um, he and I, I mean, I we we didn't make a pact, but uh, but we started working as a team. Can we pretend you did make a pack like with a pocket knife and you guys both cut your <laughs> thumb and it shook on it just for the purpose of this podcast? Yes. 
Thank yes, you. it's Thank fair. You. Actually, that'd be very appropriate. Okay, uh, we I can were, see it. I know we Lisa in, can. We were in a duck blind and <laughs> and you know sliced each other's hands. Yes, now and, it's getting uh, real. And that you know that was the start. But we we worked at every elite tournament, covering on the water. Bowman was the photographer, and I was on the writer. I was the writer, and so in the course of that, for those like of Jagger you, Richards, yeah, totally. Uh, in the course of that, those of you who know Bowman, he's a font of many, 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 many thoughts. Wow, uh, font. That, that, font that of he, thoughts. Yeah, that he likes to share. And, okay. and he, he shared very freely with me about, <laughs> about the fishing industry, about the history of bass, about the history of Jerry McKinnis, about every aspect of the sport. And, you know, when you're in a boat together for eight, nine hours a day for a hundred days of the year. There's a lot of wisdom to be shared. And I, I loved it. Uh, I loved it. It was just, uh, it was just great. And it, it sped up my learning curve, like, phew. Uh, and without that, it would have been a much slower path for me to, uh, to understand the sport. And the, uh, Bowman's an enforcer. I could see him uh, taking you under his wing. That's for sure. I, I did not get sideways well i didn't get sideways with him much yeah I mean, much every <laughs> much. once in a while you didn't get lippy you didn't get lippy with him the funny thing is in a i'm kind of his boss whoa but i mean partially he works at jm so mike is really his boss but in terms of covering tournaments i'm more or less his boss however on an average day were tell you whether i was his boss or he was mine because he, he he told me what I should be doing. Uh, wow! Times. Yeah, he ain't shy. He ain't. And shy. I I didn't I that didn't bother me a bit. Hey, you're gonna be missed, bud. Thank uh-huh. you. I'm gonna yeah. miss it. Kind of sucks. And huh? I'm gonna mostly miss the people, uh, uh-huh. people on this on this show and uh, the fans and you know the sponsors that you become friends with and the anglers you become friends with. It's a unique sport where think of another professional sport where you can't, you have that kind of access to the competitors. Well, he, you still have all the passwords, just write random articles and stuff. Right? I mean, I've got, I just got an inside, right. I got an inside source with Kyle. I yeah. Mean, I, I ought to be able to get, get he got keys. On the, yeah. On the website or on social media with Laura. Keys. I was hoping they don't get in trouble. <laughs> hey, uh, Jim, thank you. Hey Jim, what's your favorite thing about, uh, about Lisa? What's your favorite thing about her? You know, I, I'm going to say that I think I think Lisa is fearless. Whoa, right? I get it. I mean, yeah. she she has in her soft spoken, calm way. She came in to be in the tournament director for the Elite Series and kicked ass. Uh, and and, and I mean, like like she was respected very quickly by the anglers. You know, there was a period of time where they were kind of deciding she was kind of like, I don't know, maybe we would call it an interim kind of thing or it was not quite 100 percent set. And I remember that, you know, when the anglers had a say, they said, hey, we want her. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and I think it yep. takes a lot to get up on that stage and and do what she does and particularly to be the first woman to do it in a very male dominated sport. She just made it happen and and made it seamless and uh, handled a lot of things behind the scenes that nobody knows about that 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 are hard and challenging. 
So uh, fearless is my word for Lisa. Great. That's amazing. And, and Lisa, get this, like, and, and I mean this most respectfully, like growing up, there was always a mom on the block, whether it was your own mom or a friend's mom or something that you just didn't mess with. And, uh, and I, I get that vibe from you. I would never mess with you, Lisa. And, uh, and I, I feel most like if I was ever in a bar fight and we were together, come on, you and me are going, let's go, Lisa. We're on the same team. You know what I mean? Right. They say, they say, watch out for the quiet one. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, here, here's the deal. You got a phone call and in life, Phone calls can be so important. Um, bearing good news, bearing bad news, bear, just phone calls. But listen to this. Jimmy talked about his phone call he got, right? And Bass is staying in Birmingham and all, all that good stuff. And, hey, we've heard Mark Zona on the show uh, tell us how he hung up on BASS because he thought it was a joke <laughs> when they called him for a job. Mercer told us about the time Jerry McInnes called and he ended up going into the office and pretending he could speak Japanese to Jerry McInnes and got a job. And you got a phone call from Trip. And that changed your life, Lisa. It did. And, it did. So and I thank him every day for that phone call. Yeah, Trip Weldon called you up and what? how'd that phone call go? Tell me how that phone call went. Uh, he just called and said, we want you to come back to Bass because I had worked for Bass before, you know, I started in for the weekend series, right? Like, eight yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember. Before, and then I did some tournament contract work and then I left for a full-time job with Shimano. And, and so at that time there were, you know, I wanted a full-time job with Bass, but there was no full-time positions. And so I needed one. And so Shimano hired me. And then three years later, uh, Chuck retired. And so Tripp called me and he says, we want you back. And I want you to um, help me with the elites. I want you to come back as a manager. Yes. And so I was like, sign me up. See you soon. <laughs> where, were you, where were you living at that point, Lisa? I was living here in Alabama. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I remember yeah. you grew up in like New Mexico. Yes. So oh, I nice. grew up, yes, I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So when I was first hired by Bass in 04, um, I moved to Montgomery and then we moved to Celebration. And then, um, then, then the weekend series was licensed out to um, another tournament organization. And so I continued with, with them. And ended up here. Yes. Alabama. Turn it up. <laughs> Hey, um, you got a tough job. I mean, come on. It's like you have to deal with the fact, um, first off, you're in the forefront. Okay. You're in front and center on that stage, you and Dave. And but you're the one that the anglers might potentially have a problem with. And right. I you know what I mean? Like, okay, you're I see it on the local level. Wait those fish again. What I, you know what I mean? There's not a lot of that on the on BASS, but or uh, I don't agree with this decision. Mm -hmm. Um, you're kidding me. We could drive a boat in this. What are you talking about, Lisa? Come right. on. I mean, that's hard work. 
You just have to you just have to make the best decisions for the group and follow the rules um, that are right there in front of us. Um, yeah, cut and try. Do you, I um, come from the south side of Chicago and I've I've been beat up a lot in my life and I also have been won a lot of fights. Do Lisa and I think it's I think it's thickened me up. It's thickened my skin. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's crucial. Um, to be successful yeah, in bass to, fishing. Yeah, have to, have, I mean, you do have to have thick skin, and sometimes it's you do take things personal, but you just have to separate that, and it's not personal. It's it's business. Has anyone ever like? Do you think anybody's ever tried to bully you? Any of the anglers have they ever kind of like because of a decision maybe you've made or something you've done? Sure. I know it's happened to many tournament directors. Mm-hmm. That, that happens. It has. Yes, it has. So but, I'm not asking for a name, but give an example of how an angler might bully you. Um, if I say, I don't know, if I say, um, I'm trying to think of a situation where it happened. Just try, I guess, like if I say this is, this is the, the decision and, you know, like speak up a little bit louder and say, are you serious? You're going to go with this decision? You know, something like that. D- I guess. Do, you, do you like, and then, and you're just pretty much like, yeah, yeah. that's, that's what we have to do. It's the other part of it. The other part of it that's unique to this era is some of those people who are unhappy with a decision will go on social media and, rail on and uh not necessarily make it personal to the tournament director but but just blast off about it yeah and and i see it the most on the decisions to not go out in the morning because of weather because us bass fishermen and especially elite series anglers they're crazy and uh, they're gonna go out if you didn't t- see because you're 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 the tough mommy on the block. Uh-huh. So if you didn't put your foot down and say, "Listen, boys, go back to bed. Um, have a nice day. See you tomorrow," they'd be out there revving their engines. Right, I mean, right. Let's, let's shotgun start it, Lisa. Come on. They're they're competitors, so they're gonna go, and so I have to protect them from themselves. Is that the hardest part of your job, protecting the anglers from themselves? I used to think it was hard to make those decisions, but as time goes by, it's not because I know I'm doing the right thing. Even even if the weather doesn't produce like it says, I'm making the best decisions to save their lives just I mean just in case Potential. there's something, yeah. you know, something bad happens and and I try to work with um, the local weather channels, just you know, just to get the information that I that I ha- you know can, and um, use it to my best ability. If I'm going to cancel or not, because we don't want to cancel. That's the right. last thing we want to do. Yeah. Um, everyone on this panel knows that it's way more work to cancel a turn a day than to just go. Um, that's the last thing we want to do. Hey, They've pretty much been right on. I may give you that, Lisa. In the long run, no matter what anybody says, you've made the right decision just about every time, I believe. So on 
whatever that means from a bass fishing fans point of view. I don't know if the elite anglers would agree, but from a fan's point of view, we don't want our guys hurt. You know what I mean? We right, right. Chunking and wind. So. Yeah, there might have been one day, I think it was at Champlain, that it said it was going to be um, worse than it was. Um, but I think every other time, I think was the right decision. It's, hey, and uh, as long as you're batting 900, you're doing all right, I guess. Right. <laughs> What's the most satisfying part of being a, a tournament director? handing off a trophy to the winner wow okay that's a pretty yeah that's pretty cool right i mean that's powerful yeah you're handing off old blue like it's like it's almost like uh being knighted yeah it's i mean such an awesome feeling to uh, all of us here, we, we're with the anglers. We experience the highs and lows with them. We feel it. Um, you know, we do all this work for the event. And then just to hand off that trophy for the, the finality of it, it's just uh, it's such an awesome feeling. I love it. Who was your first uh, trophy you handed? Who did you hand the first trophy off to? You remember? Uh, my first trophy I handed off was um, Jamie Hartman. Oh, Okay. Yes, and that was back when a, a Tripp's uh, wife, I, she fell and hurt her knee, and he had to leave a tournament. And I think that was in 2019 in New York. Yeah, New York Derby, yep. Yes, and so I handed it off. But a lot of people don't know, um, years back, I can't remember where we were um, in Arkansas uh, when Jason, I think Jason Christie won, and I actually got to weigh fish. I don't remember what year that was, maybe like 2007 or something. I don't, maybe, maybe a long further off, maybe 2013. I can't remember, but it was 14 ago. 14. See, Kyle knows. Yeah. He hangs out with Ronnie. It's, it just happens this. to be my favorite Bassmaster tournament of all time. That's not a classic. So I, I'm, I'm familiar <laughs> with that one. Which, which, which one is it again? Please say it again. It, it was um, in Arkansas. What, what was the. Dardanelle. It was Lake oh, Dardanelle, and it was it was Christy and Hackney on the last day, like going yes. pound for pound against each other. It was just like the most picture perfect event as far yeah, as a couple uh, of badasses just yeah, swing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, incredible. and I didn't expect it. And Trip asked me the day before he was um, having some arthritis issues and asked me to weigh fish, and wow. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> Trip loves you. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome that he likes you so much and gave you an amazing job. When you were a little girl, like you would have never thought like 10 year old Lisa was going to be weighing basses. You know what I mean? No. Who, who knew? <laughs> My plan was to be a teacher. That's, that's what I did. I mean, when I went to school to be a teacher and I taught first, second and fifth grade. Wow. Yeah. And no wonder you're tough. It's so funny. The, the um, Bruce Mathis that interviewed me. He said I would be perfect for the job. He said, just look at the anglers like they're fifth graders. Yeah, they're all your kids. In, in essence, they really kids. are. So uh, I always so say true. I have 103 kids. Yeah, a bunch of 10-year-olds running around. <laughs> hey, yeah. but but check this out. Like, they really are all your kids. And right. you know, like, one of the rules if, of being a, a parent is you're not supposed to pick a favorite kid. You know what I mean? You, you might right. have one. But you really don't say, like, you know what I mean? But right, like, right. So what I'm going to ask you is, <laughs> tell me, an angler, 
that you just look forward to coming up to that stage every time. Who's who's one of those who's one of those anglers that you look forward to that coming I look up? Forward? Yeah, you look forward to him. You're like, oh, cool. Here's this guy. So there's a few that they're so happy all the time that they it just it's it's like exudes, you know, and it just makes. I do you know happy. what you mean. Yeah, and and so I like look forward to when Gussie comes up because he's always smiling no matter what, and so yes, then he it is. puts a smile on my face. Um, Johnny Cox is the same way, if I may interject. Yes, yes, uh, smiling yes. Johnny, the handyman, is always smiling. Yes, it's yes. like Kyle Jesse. And then there are some <laughs> you just look at, and then you smile just because you know they're so mad. <laughs> that mad look. <laughs> they're yep. so mad about their days. Even though if they have a good bag, they're, they still have that mad look, like it still wasn't good enough or something. But they're never. Um, I just, I just get a kick out of it. I just, I, I mean, I love weighing all their fish and just you start to, you know, learn their mannerisms and stuff when they come on stage, and um, it's, it's good stuff. Um, I am going to speak for myself as a, a mega bass fishing fan of the blue and gold that you are my favorite uh, tournament director, Waymaster. Uh, oh. I like that you're there. It makes Thanks, me feel Beth. good that you're there. Well, yeah, I, I think, appreciate that. Yeah, I think bass needed a little motherly love, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and <laughs> we're glad we got it. the combination of you and Mercer up there is great. Dave is the best MC of all time and you are the best Waymaster. Or, or what? What is? What would be the official? T- like how? How should you be? What is it? How are you addressed? Tournament director is Dave the waymaster? Are you the way? I'm confused. So he's the MC. MC. I'm the waymaster. You're the waymaster. Yeah, my, Dave's the master of ceremonies. Okay. Tournament director. Tournament director. Saying waymaster sounds so cool to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. I like it. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very medieval. Down. It's very it's a, it's a big responsibility. People don't realize that it's a big responsibility. Just you know, because there's so much money on the line, so you're just making sure that those scales read exactly the same for every angler when you tear, you know, you tear the uh, bag, and yeah. you just make sure it's it's always the same. How much does a BASS scale cost? You know, retail on it and the brand uh, you use. I want to say they're like five grand. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't no stocking stuffer, Lisa. And how many do we have? <laughs> right now, we uh, we have five. We have five, and I think we're getting some more. Right. You gotta have backups. You uh-huh. never know if the transducer is gonna go out on it, Jim. Yeah, and there's multiple tournaments on the same weekend at times. Yeah. So right, uh, right, running derbs, yeah. running derbs, cross the nation. Right. Hey, uh, it's ladies night on straight cast. And, uh, with that being said, Lisa, I gotta, I gotta ask you, I know you get to, uh, spend some time on the road and y'all are traveling together. So I'm going to go back like I did with Jimmy. I'm going to ask you, Lisa, what's your favorite thing about, about Laura? What do you like about Laura over there? Like the intro to the Brady Bunch to me. It's it like is. Bam, ba-dam, ba-dam, Here's a story of a girl named Laura. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about Laura, Lisa? Well, I think it's amazing that she can come in 
and um, push out content on social media like she does every day. I mean, because you got to come up with, I mean, something every day to push out. So I think every that's amazing day. that she, yeah, every day. And like Jimmy was saying. Right, right. So. And you're, you're coming up with, with ideas. Like, but you yes. have good, she has good templates. And that's the anglers. No, I mean that by the end. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have some, some good, Good interesting, to work. Characters. interesting characters to work with in the yes, story called life. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she and she's so good with the anglers. I mean, she can you know uh, work with them, get you know get to know them easily, and uh, interview them and do some fun content with them. And I love it. Yeah, and um, and I like uh, I like how Bassmaster Bassmaster social media has always been cool, and I like um. I saw a little turn with it when, when uh, I did when first with Will and then with you stepping in, and um, I, I how could I say this? I noticed some parallels with Bassmaster. I'm talking with my hands, as many people do. I um, I noticed some parallels with Bassmaster's social media and other professional sports. Um, okay. and yeah. yeah, and I say that respectfully and I guess always the goal or not the goal, but something that bass fishing has always wanted fans anglers is to legitimize this sport as a sport, um, many obstacles to overcome, right, Kyle, but someday we'll do it. Um, sure. <laughs> but I, I like how the social media, um, incorporated traditional BASS social media with a, a, a newer, more modern, um, uh, look of professional sports organizations. So thank you for that, Laurel. I think, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I think the, uh, I think, uh, that a lot of the bass fans, uh, noticed. Are you that. talking about like the vintage bass, like the old school footage? Well, no, I love that. I love that, but I just mean maybe the look of how you were doing the stories, how you were okay, doing yeah. the posts. Um, the look in general reminded me of like, oh, okay, I'm going to look at the Chicago Bears social media. Yeah. And then there was, you know what I mean? I just got the vibe. Yeah. Of a, of, I don't know what to say. It's good. Take it. Take it. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's part of this job, but like constantly I'm on my phone. Like I'm a I have an Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I see, absorb a lot of like NFL content or the Masters or literally all those sports. So oftentimes I'll screenshot if there's like a graphic or something that I think looks really good. I'm like, ooh, can I replicate this to some degree that makes sense for us? So I'll screenshot it and then save it to myself. Yeah. Hey, and, and you're that doing probably, it. I mean, that makes me feel good to know that someone notices it. I noticed it. I, yeah. I certainly did, along with many other bass fishing fans. I, I think I think a lot of us knows. So let me back up. You are social media manager. Is that your apropos title? It is. Okay. And that's a big deal. Like, so this we've been i mean let's be real um when i first started doing a, a bass fishing talk show i think b between this and the in the radio show it's a 12 13 years now the social media wasn't really that big of a deal i mean right. that long ago it wasn't 
Um, and it just in such a short time, how important it, it came became to every sports organization. So yeah. your your uh, your job is a is a hard hat to wear. Get it? it is, but it's a fun hat. Okay, I, I like I your attitude. Sometimes people forget that social media is meant to be fun. So mm-hmm. oftentimes we'll do those silly like. How does a fish wear pants? And then we do the, you know what I mean? Like stuff is obviously ridiculous. It's obviously ridiculous, but it's like also, hey, don't forget, this is social media. Like have fun. Keep it lighthearted sometimes, you know. There's never anything wrong with that. We, we enjoy it. And uh, so, again, like I was telling Jim, uh, one of the jobs that I have as a, as a bass fishing talk show host is, is to do some R&D. And I found out some interesting stuff about you. You're kind of bougie, actually, Laura. I, wow. at least I don't know if you know, like, for, like, she was running a chamber of commerce for years, like in charge of the whole dang deal. Like, that's, yeah. that's a pretty bougie job, isn't it, Laura? It is, but it was fun because this is where I grew up, and I'm from, like, a really, really small town. So all the business owners already knew, like, I grew up with them. Like, they knew me whenever I was, like, a wee lassie. Okay, okay. But, um, but it was fun. I mean, yeah, it had a lot of responsibility for sure. Did but you get a lot of free lunches at places? I did, yeah. Good. <laughs> and everyone knew what I ordered. Yeah, I would come into a restaurant and they'd be like, Oh, popcorn chicken? Here you go. Like in your were you snap were you like were you <laughs> like uh Trevor smokes? Let's go. <laughs> were you I like Where's Prado? Oh, okay. <laughs> you weren't demanding Marlboros on command? <laughs> oh. I don't know. I don't know. But you also, me. I, yeah, I, I just said that because of Trailer Park Boys. I've been watching it. I'm sorry. The uh, um, so you also have your own uh, um, photography and uh, and and motion picture company. I said that part to be fancy, but you, I you have your. I, I did for about two years. I was freelancing because I was like, you know what? I love doing this. Let me just do this for a little bit, get it out of my system. Um, I knew it was going to be forever, but it was really fun. So. I know you have a passion for photography. It's evident. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I know. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you're but always now, snapping pics. Like, I, I like now that it's not my full-time job. Like, I'm not stressed over needing a paycheck to just do weddings constantly. Like, I was getting sick of doing that, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, so now I'm able to go out on weekends and go to places that I want to and just photograph it for fun. So it, it still brings in like the, I don't know what the word is. Bacon. Just, yeah. <laughs> but, but, it, but it allows me to keep doing what I love as a side hobby. So. Yeah, and I see you at the events too with the camera, and you get the you're obviously right. taking pictures of the anglers, video and the anglers, the co-workers, whatever, finding content. And I see you enjoy that part of it. That's that's for sure. Pretty that's cool. Sure. Hey, uh, Kyle, Jim, Lisa, yes. get this. My favorite thing that I found out about Laura is she used to be a podcast co-host. Did you know that? Wow, no. I didn't know that. Yes, it doesn't she surprise did. me. Yeah, I turned I turned it on, and uh, and there was two guys on there. One guy was like, "It's raccoon hunting season. We're gonna get at it." And, the, and then the other guy was like, "There's a wild game dinner this weekend up at at the uh, at the lodge at the Moose Lodge. 
<laughs> and then uh, Laura was just sipping on a cappuccino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You so, were, yeah, that was good. What was the name of that show? It was fun. And that oh, was I liked it for real. It was cool. The guys were amazing. And no, I mean, it was like a legitimate thing. Like every Friday at like 8 a.m., I would go in and this, well, the show started at 8 a.m., but we would go over all of the outdoor events or things happening in the county because that was whenever I was still in the Chamber of Commerce. So it became like a, like it made sense to promote the outdoors because that was literally all that we had tourism was. So it was fun though. Like I had a huge, somebody mailed me like fan mail, like a box and we did an unboxing and it ended up being a, a coffee mug that fits a whole gallon of coffee. Oh, I've seen that uh, on your desk. It's on my desk. Yeah. Okay. And it says, um, I like big mugs and I cannot lie. (laughs) (laughs) But Hey, you're doing an amazing job. Uh, again, as, uh, as, as, uh, social media manager you seem artsy are you artsy like i'm looking and uh like would you consider yourself artsy kind of okay i don't know though that's like if someone tells you like do you think you're smart and then you're like if someone says yes then you're like no they're not that smart yeah so, i always <laughs> just say i'm a big <laughs> like, yeah. i enjoy artsy things i myself am not artsy okay hey, pat i've yeah. got I got one thing on on Laura that I'll oh, do tell that I'll, that I'll <laughs> pass on. I'll say that consistency is a lost art. Oh, these days. Okay. And, oh, and, oh. and and it it is really hard to pull off when your job is social media to be consistently good. And Laura is very consistent. That sounds like a mild she compliment. Miss. She's but like I'm telling you. Being consistent in social media is a huge compliment. Yeah, that is. I mean, for real. Um, And and for real, the kids call it not missing and you don't miss. Yeah. Well, while while we're handing out flowers, since we're doing that, I got to I got to add something too. no, I'm not. So I was going to say handing out flowers. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's another thing. The kids are here's a story. (laughs) The guy named (laughs) so on top of consistency is creativity for sure Uh, that's kind of like what you were going along with you know kind of the the new shift in uh the way we posted the things we posted and i say we laura um i'd be the first to say i give laura a hard time almost all the time and sometimes she says ideas that i think personally are dumb and then she does it and it's like great i'm like well (laughs) good thing she's running it not me like she, she kills it on that front. She's she does an outstanding job of being creative. You see, you know, Kyle like, in the business, it's called throwing it at the wall and seeing if it sticks. See, kid. <laughs> and the only way that it's like pasta, the only way you know if it's ready is if you throw it to the wall and if it sticks. See, there you go, Laura knows. I think a I think of uncooked pasta noodles. I think when your when your <laughs> job is is a daily creative job, you have to be willing to fail. Uh, yeah. And that means just try some stuff. And and sometimes it'll be amazing. And other times it's like, oh, that's a dud. But, but you know, you got to be willing to do that and not afraid to do it. And the mm-hmm. environment at Bass is good that way. We, I mean, we could try almost anything. We don't, it, we very rarely get in trouble for a piece of content. Nice. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, like Kyle and Jim, Lisa's on the other end of the hall, so she doesn't get to see me like stand up and annoy everyone. But uh, (laughs) 
our area is so close, I feel like, because I can easily, I don't know. I mean, Kyle could tell you, I probably go over there and ask them questions at least 10 times a day. Just to be like, is this, do you think you're this just is trying to get idea? out of your cubicle? That's all you're doing. You're antsy pants. You can't sit still. You're trying to get out. You're just not, lollygagging around. I know your type. Swing by the candy bowl. In the office. <laughs> the candy bowl. I mean, I do swing by the candy bowl and maybe a few times. But I also will just sit in my cube with these headphones and blasting music really well. And you're like, I thought it was wear your pajamas to work day, Chase. (laughs) (laughs) That's tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) But Laura, seriously, thank you um, for what you're doing. And uh, and thank you for the support you show this silly show. We appreciate that immensely that you you took a liking to us. And thank you for that. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Yeah, well, we love you too. So thank you. Speaking of that, what's uh, what's something you love about uh, that guy Kyle Jesse over there? What's something mm-hmm. you you really like about him? Good luck. I don't think I've ever been nice to her to, for her to even have something nice. Are you ser- you're mean, Kyle? No. Oh, no. I, was say. Each other a very hard I didn't think he was had a mean bone in him. <laughs> no, Kyle's the type of person that like. All of us get picked on by him, but it's out of love. And we know that if, <laughs> me and Mandy, which I will say this, Mandy is what probably watching right now. I can't see the comments, but I she said Mandy. that she loves you guys and she wants to just say, Hey, but anyway, back to that. Mandy, all you're, us, you're up next. So, you know, <laughs> all of us on, the next, know, on the next feature of the shining stars, this is my wand. all of us know that Kyle is going to have our backs no matter what. And, Maybe it's just because I went to Auburn, but it's like, it feels like a family, like our little group is. And Kyle's kind of like the ringleader of our family. So. Do you have a Jordan Lee poster in your bedroom? Since you're Me? Yeah. So you're from Auburn? No, but I do have a vintage um, Brandon Pollock flag in my cube. Well, that's somebody pretty cool. I know, but somebody put it there while I was going on vacation. And it said torture team on it. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Which is pretty fun. <laughs> it could be worth something. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, you know what my favorite thing about you is? I'm going to get something to do with smiling. Yeah, you're always <laughs> smiling. Yes, yes. You really do. You may, Whenever I see you, you make me feel good. Like yeah. Lisa was saying about Gussie and Johnny. And so I was talking to, to the Ginger Ninja, to Andy, before the show. And I was like, remember way back when... when uh, when FLW used to send us to the cup and do broadcasting and, and uh, we'd always run into Kyle and Kyle was always so happy to see us. And, and at that time we were kind of just, you know, they were starting out. I think that was our first, second, third season or something. And, and, and Kyle, you were into us then. And it made us feel good. Like that you were happy to see us. And I thank you for that. I thank you for that. It was guys like you that kept us going, bud. Absolutely. Real recognized real. Is that right? That's what the kids say these yeah, days. Yeah. Too. Keep it uh, I I have honestly enjoyed watching your show from day one. Um, I can remember watching some of the the Greg Hackney episodes early on. And like I remember one of the first episodes I watched. I think I share this sentiment with plenty of people <laughs> in the fact that I was like, What the hell am I watching? <laughs> so you couldn't stop watching. You yeah, just like couldn't stop wreck. watching. Yeah. It's like a and bad it's accident like- on the Dan Ryan <laughs> Expressway. Yeah. <laughs> But it was just the best, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoy uh, enjoy the show and always have. 
Well, thanks, man. And, um, and, and appreciate the support. And, um, you are overdue to be on this show as of all of you are. And of course you've been razzing me forever, but you never have me on. (laughs) (laughs) I've been giving you a hard time about that. That's for even on your own show. Wow. I mean, I told him this, we had, we had Pat on the podcast and I told him, I think, you know, by the time he has me on the show, we will have gone through every Bassmaster employee except for me. I think I was, I thought I was dead last, but now I see that I'm around these superstars. Yeah. Like, well, so I take guess, it back publicly. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I'm yeah, wrong. Take it back publicly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I actually argued with Pat to keep you off this episode. <laughs> he fought for you, man. He fought for you. <laughs> the, uh, Ronnie Moore texts and says, "Kyle is my heart." Oh. Yeah, Kyle is Aww. my favorite heart. That's nice. wonderful. Yeah, you're a lot of people's favorite heart. You well, know I, have a, I have a lot of people to thank, that's for sure. And and Ronnie would definitely be there at the, the top of the list because I was uh, an intern there at JM Associates and Ronnie was about, it seemed like, of only, you know, a few people that would give me the time of day to like give me things to do or make me feel important. And uh, Ronnie did that from day one. So I, I always, uh, always will be grateful for Ronnie. And then obviously just our friendship now, even uh, today. So he's a plethora of information, and as you may or may not know, um, we probe him often, and we probe him hard for information. <laughs> Good. It's not aliens; it's us. <laughs> and what I got from Ronnie this week is pretty amazing. And uh, gosh, I wish I would have uh, brought my uh, my spectacles up here, but I'm gonna. This is actually from your LinkedIn profile, and I would like to. Yeah, I'd like to read this to everyone here, in case. This is already outdated. I haven't updated. No, 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 no. This is current and up to date. Current and up to date. Just wrote this. Um, It says, uh, I am a hardworking, self-driven individual who currently works in media production marketing. uh, With multiple responsibilities. Multiple response. So far, it's right, Jim. He's nailing it so far. Uh, My positive and social personality enable me to succeed in team environments. And I also have a freaking kick-ass smile. <laughs> that's his LinkedIn profile right I mean, there. None of, that, none of that was false. Yeah, it's all, I mean, it's yeah. updated. Yeah. It's at upgraded. The, at the time, I probably made that up, but all that is true now that I've actually had a professional <laughs> career for a few, a few years. Probably, yeah, I don't want to... <laughs> That's, that's not a brag, that? but that's about all I'm good at, I think. So no, come on now. I mean, but it, I I read that because I mean it's pretty much straight on. I mean that's Kyle. That's Kyle. Kyle's LinkedIn profile is Kyle, and uh, and that's not often seen. Let's just be real. Checks um, out. Yeah, you. Uh, so here's a couple things I found out about about Kyle Jesse. Uh, first off, um, this is pretty interesting. Uh, you were a a baseball instructor and umpire. A baseball instructor and umpire. Lisa, an umpire has to deal with a lot of the same things you do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be honest. I don't see Kyle dealing with the things you deal with. I just don't. <laughs> well, I'm going to start um <laughs> calling on him at tournaments for some help. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's <laughs> a ruffian. 
Maybe, yeah. You're out of here. maybe if you put a maybe if you put a mask on him, he gets a little rough. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like so, Kyle, you're throwing. Pe- did you ever eject anybody? No. So, ironically, it's it's funny to go back to what Lisa said about the uh, the ten year olds. So when I was umpiring, I was still in high school, and uh, I was typically umpiring like nine year olds, which is like the first year actual pitching is involved. It's not pitching machines, not t ball. Um, so as the behind the plate umpire, that's a hopeless job because nine year olds don't throw strikes at all. I mean, they don't throw strikes. So you you got to start calling strikes yeah. eventually, and yeah. then you got you know the parents chirping you for a game yeah. that doesn't even matter. And nobody wants to hear that, but it wasn't like travel baseball or like it wasn't it wasn't super competitive. Let's just put it that way. Uh, it was it was rec league, and uh, some of the parents would be would be chirping us pretty hard. And again, like I said, it's a really hard job to do as it is, but even harder when the kids aren't actually throwing strikes. So you just got to call something. It's a rough job, Lisa. Call on them whenever you need somebody. That's your guy. Yeah. That's your guy. Call them well, up. Pat- yeah. You know, what I was going to say about Kyle is um, he is so helpful. Like if I need something, he is there. I know like Dalton um, didn't show up for the Marshall training and he was like, I'll be there. No problem. So I just wanted to say, I appreciate that, Kyle. I appreciate you saying that. That mean, that makes a, that means a lot to me for sure. Yeah. No, it's good that I could, I have you out there to count on. Oh, and, and Lisa, if I may back up, thank you for reminding me. I had this year and I did not thank you um, for being part of making my Marshall experiences in 2023, some of the most memorable days of my life. And I say that sincerely, like you don't even know. I mean, you know, some of the anglers that I was with mm-hmm. and how special that was. And right. uh, if I told you I didn't cry about it a little bit, I'd be lying. And I did. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you. I can backtrack there. But uh, Kyle, um, I also learned that you were a floor manager at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Trader Bills. No, let's call it Trader Joe's. No, let's just pretend it's Trader Joe's. I don't really know. The podcast. We do things for value here. I don't really know how else to put so this. So you recommended I, the coffee and stuff yeah, like that. I don't belong in Trader Joe's. I've, I've, I've been in there several times. I am I am the outcast in that place. So that's, that's pretty interesting that you worked there and ran it as a floor <laughs> sales manager. Yeah. don't even like it. Uh, yeah, that was a... Uh, I don't, are we are we playing pretend here? I mean, no, I don't know. I'm just pretending. You, you, you know, it was. Are we playing pretend here? Yes. Hey, we yeah. we can go this route, but I. You no, know. you as a sporting goods store. It's called what was it? Trader Bills. Trader Bills in Trader Hot Springs, Bills. Arkansas. Yep. Hot Springs, Arkansas. Come on down to Trader Bills. I'm Kyle Jesse. I sell you spinner baits, crank baits, plugs, whatever you might need. Is that Pretty much. Way? That was that was a ton of fun. I've told Jim this before, but uh, if I'm ever so lucky to be in Jim's position and retire, that's what I would want to go back and do because that's the most fun thing ever. And I enjoyed every second of uh, of of doing that job. It, it very very rarely seemed like a job. Let's put it that way. Just and- basically making a paycheck and then just using said paycheck to pay for baits at you know a better cost into the store. So you got I, it. Man. I, yeah. I don't think I cashed out a single dollar from that job, but I, I got a lot <laughs> of base and a lot of rods and reels. That's pretty awesome. And you, before you got, now you got hired uh, full-time by Bass in 2020. Is that correct? 
fall of 2020. Yep. November. Okay. And before that, you were you were still doing work with Bass for for uh, for Mike and JM Associates, right? Absolutely. So yeah, I got done with uh, college and had to have an internship as my degree requirement, uh, and started at at JM. Um, it was a it was an unpaid internship. I did that for I don't know how many months. I, I'd say three or four maybe. And I don't know if this makes me an idiot or persistent, but the internship ended and I kept going back every weekend. There was a tournament to help. Now, I uh, could see you just, doing that. Just to do that because I enjoyed Stayed it that off. much. And yeah, so then the next year they uh, they found a, a way to fit me in freelance and I did that for two years. And uh, yeah, the timing of everything worked out perfect. Um, you guys were talking about how everything happens for a reason um, earlier with Jim. Well, I've told him this several times, but the timing worked out perfect for me too, because at that point, the, I guess, 2019 season had ended, 2020 was almost ended. And I was pretty well ready to like give up the dream of working for Bass because I just didn't know if there was a career similar to Lisa. Like there was no real full-time opportunities. Not that, you know, I'm certain that there would have been, you know, somebody had my back for that, but there was just really no opportunity. Um, And then Jim Sexton sent me an email and it, it was the same way. I thought it was a Jim. You're you're muted. I I want to hear what you're saying. Jim, turn your uh, deal back on. Oh, the, the elbow bones. <laughs> oh, he. Uh... Anyway, but um, but yeah, the timing worked out so perfectly uh, to where I got an email from Jim, and similar to you know the story you said with Zona, I didn't think it was real because I was like, "There's no way this is actually." you know, even a potential for this to work out and, uh, you know, got, got, went through the interview process and then was super fortunate to be able to, to work full time there in 2020. Yeah. But in, um, and again, you're, uh, you are a contributor, um, of course, in front of the scenes on the Bassmaster Insider podcast, the co-host of that. But I mean, so much behind the scenes, is because of you too, Kyle. I mean, there's a, there's a like, and and Lisa, you're out in the forefront, but there's so much behind the scenes too that you do. Like, people don't realize exactly what goes into it. And Kyle, you're a model employee. <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, you really let me, are. Let me let me add a little judgment to that. Okay. Uh, oh, you know because okay, Kyle, boss. you're puffing him pretty high. I am. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm fluffing him up like you, Jimmy. I mean, that's my job. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I got distracted. I was listening to another podcast for just a minute. But, oh, go uh, ahead. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. No, just, I wasn't. I, that's I, like, I, a like you, you want to fight me now? <laughs> <laughs> you going uh, south side on me? You lived in Hammond for a minute. Uh, LFG, Jimmy. LFG. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What I was remembering was Kyle, when he reached that point where he thought the dream was ending, he told me that uh, he was working on a real estate license. Oh, uh, at that point. And the reason I wanted to work with Kyle uh, and to hire him was that summer, 2020, it was COVID year. Yeah. We didn't have marshals. All right. It was, right. That, that was kind of a decision to, to keep it safe. Didn't have marshals. So instead of being the, the head website guy, I kind of volunteered to be on the water 
and go around and do Skype interviews for the live show. All right. So I would spend ah. all day bouncing around the lake, yeah. hopping in the hopping in the boats with guys and putting the camera in front of them and Zona and Tommy asking them questions. But for that to happen, Kyle was the intermediary. Kyle was the gatekeeper for me. Uh, between, you know, if Kyle was good to me, he got my guy on the show. Uh-huh. If Kyle was skeptical, he'd blame it on Mike. Uh, oh, he'd say, yeah, Mike doesn't want him on right now. Uh, he was that. About that. And I'm like, dude, I just ran an hour to get to this guy. But Kyle did such a wonderful, he did such a wonderful job of, uh, of handling what I was doing. And, and that I came out of that going, man, he's a really good dude. And, uh, so positive and nice and knowledgeable that, I started thinking about, whoa, wonder if he could work out for this job. And then I thought, I probably didn't want to move. But I called Kyle and said, he said, literally, you called at the right time. I think I'm ready to make a move. That's great. Which was big because he and his wife were both from Hot Springs with family there and the whole thing. So it was a big, it was a big decision to make that kind of move. But he has reached the point in life where he knew that to kind of take the next step, do something he was really passionate about. He had to make that move. Been been at Bass for three years. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And and I've only thought about firing him. I don't know once a week. Something that's like not that. bad. Yeah, <laughs> not a, pretty good. Not a bad <laughs> average. Not good. a bad average. Well, yeah. we're hot. We're happy that you hired him as well, Jim. Oh, so am I. I mean, I mean, and and Kyle again. Thank you for the, all the support that you show the show. We, we appreciate you, bud. I got to ask you one more question before we move on to the uh, to the deal that's going to tell us who's the champion of the four of you in tonight's episode. But uh, Kyle, what is it that when that alarm goes off in the morning, what is it about working for Bass that makes you want to get up and go to the office? What is it? To me, it's it's the team aspect the team. of it. Yeah, I would. I, I truly mean that. I think the most gratifying moments. For me, as as an employee of Bass, um, it's like this every single Elite Series tournament or really every tournament, but like the Classic every year, I, I leave the Classic thinking it's amazing that with as few employees as Bass has, because it's, it's not as big as people think, that that is cap- like we're capable of doing that. And I say we because it's everybody. Like there's nobody that gets left off of being able to, you know, be a part of that team. And to me, that's, that's what motivates me. I mean, I'm, I'm at the end of the day, I'm a competitor and I'm, I'm a team guy and I like being a part of a team. Um, and you know, I guess just doing my part and, uh, trying to, you know, make the team better is I guess what motivates me the most, to be honest. Heck yeah, bud. And, and you're a motivator and it said it in your LinkedIn statement. You are conducive to the environment of team playing or something. Hey Pat, one other thing on Kyle, that he will, he would never say, but, uh, Kyle is a leader. Hmm. Um, okay. You know, he's not in a so-called leadership position where he's managing people, but it, it turns out, I mean, Kyle's made my job so much easier because all the other younger people that work on the team and freelancers, they look up to Kyle. And so Kyle can give them direction, tell them what to do, take on this, try that. And 
I don't have to do it. And, uh, <laughs> That's and, awesome. and, it, and it's actually a little better coming from him because he's, he's in the trenches with them. So it's, uh, you know, every organization needs lead, leaders at all levels, right? It's not just the head people, mm-hmm. but Kyle's a real leader and uh, he's got a, he's got a really bright future. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. He's a boss. Streets need bosses. You know what I mean, Cal? I do know what you mean, but I got to say this. I don't know if we're going to get to this or if this was a a part of the show, uh, but I already regret not saying anything, you know, necessarily in front of everybody today at Jim's luncheon. But um, (laughs) there's nothing I can say here that I haven't pretty much already said to Jim, but how grateful I am for for Jim um, from the moment I moved here to today, like, when I moved here, Jim made me feel important. He gave me, you know, nice. responsibilities that made me feel important. Um, and, you know, from that day all the way to now, I consider Jim easily one of my, not just my boss, but one of my best friends that lives in Birmingham. And I truly mean that. Um, and I've been taking the approach of basically acting like Jim's not retiring. And it's just going to surprise me one day when he doesn't show up. Cause I don't want to like, I don't want to acknowledge that that's true yet, but, uh, I couldn't be any more happy for Jim, but also uh, sad for me selfishly because Jim, Jim is is one of the most amazing people I've ever been around for sure. That's awesome. Dude. Well, thank awesome. you, Kyle. Pat, I, I do want to tell you the secret to managing Kyle. Uh oh, just throw a lot of shit on his plate. Is that what it? Just throw it all out there. Keep him busy. Keep him busy. And and he get he he gets it done. Yeah, I, I see that. And he we'll learned, see. you know, like learn, 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 learn. He's always climbing the ladder, that Kyle. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see this. Let's figure out. Now, every time we have uh, Bass Peoples on the show, we uh, we play a little game show to decide who is the uh, the king or queen of the office for this uh, particular episode. I already dislike whatever this is about. <laughs> oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love it. I'm already humiliated. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Did you you guys ever play keep the ball like basketball? You you just keep going until you miss. You've played that. You know what I mean. So we're gonna play a little game stray cast bass fishing talk show version, game show version of keep the ball, but with bass fishing and Christmas trivia combined. What do you think? Whoa. Whoa. Uh So confused. Well, the good. Well, Pat, yeah. I do not know much about fishing. Like that sounds crazy to say because I'm up. Well, just position. play the game. You just but might I'm win. You don't even know. She says she's making excuses fishing. already. We don't need this. You ready? We're gonna play ball. Andy, are you ready? You got any game show? Any Christmas game show music? All right, ready. <laughs> the BASS employees king and queen of the office contest. Stray Cast, the glorified version of a bass fishing talk show, and it's a little keep the ball version. We have three, three categories. We have uh, Bassmaster Classic. <laughs> we have um, Largemouth Bass Trivia, and we have Christmas Trivia. Well, Farlora is winning. Okay, uh, since uh, Jim is retiring, we are going to let him uh, take the first question. And uh, Jim, if you answer this uh, question uh, correctly. Uh, you have the chance to keep going uh, or pass the ball to someone. Uh, if not, it will move to uh, Lisa Talbridge, who is on your left. Uh, okay. Uh, so the uh, first question uh, to be asked, 
Bassmaster Classic Trivia. Or, Jim, what do you want? Bassmaster Classic Trivia? You want uh, Largemouth Bass Trivia or Christmas Trivia? I'll go Classic. Oh, okay. Look at you. Bassmaster Classic Trivia. Name the anglers that have won two classics. Two classics. Two classics. All right. Well, we'll go with Hank Cherry. That's right. Old Hank Cherry. We'll go with Jordan Lee. Jay Lee is correct. Uh, are you are you limiting it to two or two or more? No, no, just two. Oh, that's harder. Okay, yeah. sorry, Pat. Just two, sir. Okay. That's why I picked you and gave you this hard question. Whew. Man, um, this is... Uh, Do you know the answer, Kyle? I know the first two that he said. Now I'm still... Hank pass. I'm going to pass it to Lisa. Ooh, Lisa! Passing. Okay, so uh, we got Cherry. Oh, hold on. You can keep this question or pick another one. I just want to make... keep it. Okay, so you got Cherry and Lee. Cherry and Lee... Uh, Hank Parker. Yes. Bobby Murray. Yeah. And George Cochran. You are amazing. Lisa, that's why you are a gosh dang way master. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Pretty amazing. You want to keep the ball, Lisa, or do you want to pass it? I'll pass it. Oh, she's passing. Who do you want to pass it to? Oh, it goes to Laura. It goes to Laura. That's right. Yeah, like a pop. Laura, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So, Laura, do you want to go Christmas? Um, Christmas, you want to go largemouth bass or Bassmaster Classic? Largemouth bass is A, B, C's, or D's, none of the above. Maybe that. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That really tickles my brain. Let's do that. Let's let's brain tickle <laughs> with Laura right now. Okay. That. that gives me a little. Here we go. Uh, the oldest. Largemouth bass ever to be recorded is A, 41 years old, B, 17 years old, C, 23 years old, or D, none of the above. This is uh, according to the Texas uh, wildlife deal. Isn't that the what it's called? The age of the bass. Yes, the right. age of the bass. So it's either um, a41, B17, C23, or D, none of the above. The longest living largemouth bass ever. Recorded. I feel, I feel like C. I like C. Uh, you're correct. That's uh, 23. Oh. And you are correct. Michael Jordan's number, 23 years old. <laughs> wow. See, you wow. thought you sucked at bass. <laughs> okay, you want to uh, you want to keep the ball? You're going to pass it. Yeah, give it to Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Okay, Kyle, what are you going? Uh... I like the setup of largemouth bass, so we're going to go with that. Okay, the setup of largemouth bass. Kyle, what is the longest largemouth bass? You'll find this interesting, Lisa. What is the longest largemouth bass ever recorded? Is it A, 38.2 inches, uh, B, 36.4, C, 30.3, or D, none of the above? Um, let's see. It's not, I'm, I'm saying no way it's 38. I mean, that's like a tarpon. That's, that's gotta be too long. I feel like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the Lake Fork, um, slot limit here and thinking how big an over has to be and 38 inches would be like mm -hmm. literally a tarpon. Uh, I'm going to go. Okay. What was this? B was 32 point something. Thir uh, yeah. There's, we have uh 36, four, 
38-2 are none of that. I'm going to go 30 point. What did you say? 30.3? Yeah. That seems reasonable. Okay, but I, you're wrong. It's actually 38.2. I couldn't believe it either. Grief. I mean, that's a, that's a big hit. You know what I mean? Lisa, imagine holding that one up. All right. This is according to the yeah. Texas uh, Mission Game Wildlife deal. I don't know. Google stuff, Kyle. That's what I did. Yeah. Googles, but 38, that's a that's a that's a that's a megalodon. All right, so uh what are you doing? What are you doing? You can uh oh you got it wrong. Yeah, I got so, it. So uh, it goes back to Jimmy. <laughs> it goes back to Jimmy. And uh you got the uh you got Christmas, you got bucket heads, or you got Bassmaster Classic. And this just in, um, because you are retiring, if you get this question right, it's all the marbles. You're the winner. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, you're king of the office for the last few weeks. I, I don't know what wow. to say. Yeah, so you pick your question wisely, Jim. You know, Bucketheads, like, uh, classic, or Christmas? I feel like I'm leaning toward Christmas just because we hadn't done it. Okay. And, and I, like I want to see. I don't feel like my, my depth there is real strong, but let's give it a shot. <laughs> okay, and this is for all the marbles, king of the <laughs> office. And uh, in the song, Frosty the Snowman. What was it that gave that snowman life? It must have been that blank, 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 they say. Everyone's like, <laughs> um, come on. What what Laura? Can can Jim phone a friend? Is this like are you his friend? No, oh. don't phone me. You don't know the answer? I feel pretty pretty Lisa confident. knows it. I feel pretty confident about this. Okay, go ahead. It's actually uh two of the sponsors of your show. Yes, uh, Dakota Lithium and Ten Cup. Well, actually, impulse. <laughs> yes, and tin cup, and you're right. Oh, yes, me. and impulse. it's the yes, <laughs> and it's the oh. old silk hat that Frosty wore. All right. Jim, you are the king of the office. Yes, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Amazing. Jim, don't retire. You still got a chance. I tried <laughs> to lead a KVD to come back to Bass, and I'm also pleading with you to stay at Bass. Okay. Man, All right. There's, there's maybe some small duties that I'm um, that are getting lined duty. up. Okay, we're ready for you, whatever it may be. Jim, thank you. Kyle, thank you. Laura, thank you. And Lisa, thank you. I had a great time with y'all tonight. Did you guys have fun? Yeah. Oh, so much. oh yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, thank you. And um, I'll uh, I'll see y'all in Tejas. Yeah, I have one more question. Oh, yes, please. Do you want me to show these hats off? Oh, my gosh. Thank you. You are exactly right. We got to do this. I'm a horrible host. Uh, BASS has contributed not one, not two, but three limited edition kick-ass hats. Let's see them, Laura. Who did the yeah. new ones with the rope? Name off of um, je- uh, where you touch the wall and it goes, dude, it shows the letter. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. What is that? Van White. Van White. Yes. That's a nice hat. Aha! Yes. For <laughs> those on the podcast, it's a new edition. I want uh, one of those so bad. Hat. Yeah, Jim, you're okay. retiring. You screwed up. You would have had one. I know it. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs>
Oh, and the Bassmaster one. It says Bassmaster. Oh, that's that's pretty cool too. I like that one with the patch. That's nice. And one more. Boom! Traditional bass logo. Love it. Mm -hmm. Three hats, three winners. Uh, did Andy get you guys the winners? Do we have that? Pat, just text me. Winner, winner addresses. Well, no, we're going to name them right now. Or are we going to do it at the end of the show? Andy, what am I doing? Oh. I heard something beep. Oh, I think, I think you guys are getting loaded up. Yep. We got okay. it. So, yeah, so whoever it is, uh, go, uh, we got a drum roll. What do we got? Let's do white hat first. White hat first. The winner of the white hat with the bass logo. Is... And my nose is right on top Go ahead. Someone Matt name Forbes. It. Matt Forbes. You won the white bass hat. Heck yeah. All right. Keep them coming. Who else we got? What's up next, Vanna? We have the Bassmaster patch that says Bassmaster. It's an olive green hat with a blue Bassmaster logo. Who's the winner of that one? Mike Etzel. Mike Etzel. You're the winner of that one right there. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, make your heart go. And then, finally, the winner of the blue traditional Bassmaster patch rope hat is. That is Dustin Hobbs. Dustin Hobbs, come on down. <laughs> Amazing. So here's what we'll do. All the winners, direct message JR Rock and Show Fantasy. Message him at the Stray Cast Facebook page. At the Stray Cast Facebook page. And then he's going to get you the deets, Laura. And then you guys will send them out to the lucky winners. Is that how it works? Lovely. Perfect. Um, Laura, Kyle, Lisa. Jim, thank you for everything you guys do uh, for the entire Bass Galaxy. You bring smiles to everyone's face. And thank you again for the support uh, you show this show. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon on the happy trail to happy bassin'. You know what I mean? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, you all later. Hey, don't go anywhere, Bass Galaxy. Uh, that was Ray Scott's dream. Now we got the local scene. Coming on with the CalSag Bass Anglers, and uh, and and we're loading them up. They are from an undisclosed location, uh, somewhere in the south side of Chicago. And our, how are we doing on that, Andy? Marathon show, Shadoobie. We're good, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Let's bring them aboard. It's the South Side Hitman, uh, our very own, one and only. CalSag Bass Anglers, let's give it up for Ryan and Eric, Brian, Dennis, and Dunk. Dunk, what's going on, boys? What's, what's up? What's, what's happening, CalSag Bass? You guys doing okay? Well, sorry, doing swell. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. And then, and, and Ryan and Eric, you can, even though it says Ryan under, but so Eric's name is not Ryan. But uh, Ryan's name is not Eric either. But someone did this with the, the thing right there. Yeah. And Brian Jackson is Brian Jackson. And Duncan Cop Richardson, which is one of the coolest names ever, by the way, DKR. Uh, he's out there in the bottom right corner. And Dennis Bannock, Hammond Firefighter. Kicking ass for centuries, this guy. <laughs> but welcome to the show, guys. And, and why you guys are here... Um, is first of all, um, some amazing anglers that have conquered 
the bass this year at Cal Stag Bass on the river and on the big lake. And, uh, and two of you guys are basically keeping the wheel of this thing turning. And uh, I want to start off um, with, no, I'm going to start with Ryan. I'm going to start with you, Ryan, the guy that, uh, not the one that says Ryan, that's really Eric. But I'm going to start with Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, um, we're going to start with you. And what I'm going to ask each one of you anglers to do is um, I'm going to ask you, do you ever see like on college football games, like um, where the the players introduce themselves? It's going to be like, uh, I'm Ryan Whitaker, University of Chicago, specializing, and I am your da-da-da-da-da. I only watch Canadian football, Pat. Well, then do it in a Canadian voice. Oh, All right. and, okay. Andy, you got, okay, any, you got any sports music? Where's Andy? There it is. Kick it in, Ryan. Give us an introduction of yourself. Uh, I'm Ryan Whitaker. I uh, bass fish, and uh, I make some fishing lures, and uh, and I bass fish. Yeah, that's For really Calzac good. Bass angler. Yeah, and the music's perfect. That really sounds like that should have been there. Great job, Andy. I like it. Yeah. Ryan Bass fishes. And uh no, but all kidding. Yeah, go aside, faster. Yeah, Ryan, here's the deal. Um, you're an example yeah. of one of those guys that wins in everything he fishes. You don't win every event, but you win all no. over the place. Okay. Um, I mean, you win the Wisco deals, you win uh Angler's Dreams when they had those. Uh, of course, you win Cal Sag Bass. You are the River Cal Sag Bass River Division AOI. How many times, Popcorn? Two. Two. Who's counting? Two. Okay. Uh, yeah, two. So that, what's this, the third year Cal Sag? Uh, fourth. fourth? Uh, is that the yeah. third or the fourth year? We're, we're going fourth. to four, right? Going into four? Oh, yeah, that was the third. Last year was the third year. Yeah. 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 So two out of the three years, Popcorn AOI on the River. Um, you win everything around here. Um, and oh, so four years, Brian. Okay, Brian's a historian of the bunch. Yeah, got one. I got one too. Oh, okay. So, so the whole. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. so it is four years. So two out of four. Yeah. Pretty dang good. You're batting five hundred, Ryan. You're batting five hundred. But thank you, Brian. Thank you for being the historian of the bunch, and I do appreciate that. But Ryan, you win every, and you just qualified. Uh, for something pretty cool. Tell us about what you just qualified for, bud. Oh yeah, uh, the first first year of the new format of Bass Nation. I uh, I got into the national championship through the Wisconsin uh, Bass Nation. Um, pretty cool the way they've set that up now. Whole big shakeup of that whole thing. Um, now they've got divisionals, which is basically an open tournament. Um, all you got to do is be in a Bass Nation club and you're eligible to, to fish a divisional. And I believe top 20 out of these four divisionals go to nationals. And then you can also qualify through your state. So I fish out of Wisconsin because we're so close to the state line and sure. Southern Illinois fishing sucks. So I like to go north and uh, the Wisconsin Federation is really good or Bass Nation. Sorry. Still in the 90s. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Top five in, uh, Wisconsin Bass Nation at the state championship goes straight to nationals. And, and, and then if you don't make that, chance, you can just get in that divisional. And ultimately a chance to go to the Bassmaster Classic. 
yeah, top three at nationals go to Bassmaster Classic. The winner gets an Elite Series berth and a Classic berth. So, yeah, it's the the most affordable way for weekend guys to chase that dream. Yeah, I mean, uh, and again, a new reality for a lot of anglers. Another alternative yeah. to the Bassmaster Opens. Pretty cool. Absolutely, hey, I think up. it's little known too. A lot yeah, of people still don't aren't aware of it, but. Man, if you're a weekend guy and you you got dreams of fishing the Bassmaster Classic, you could be there in a couple tournaments. And, uh, you know, not that big of an investment to get in either. I, dude, it could happen easier than a lot of people think. Hey, let me back up a second. Um, for those that haven't um, heard of or seen the CalSag Bass Anglers on the show before, uh, CalSag Bass is a local organization started by Dave Figley to bring proper tournament payouts in a singles format to anglers in this region. Um, that did not exist in the Chicagoland area before uh, until oh. Dave conceptualized this and brought it to the forefront in the singles format. Um, and again, as Brian said, the fourth year of it and growing. Imagine before um, fishing in tournaments around here in the area with four or five boats and you fished for a hundred dollars. And that was a big derp. Okay. Cause this is the armpit of the nation. Let's be real. And all of a sudden, um, here's this tournament. Now you're drawing big boats or, or no, good numbers of boats. You're paying thousands of dollars out in tournaments to the winner. And, um, it's, uh, it's a pretty cool thing for lack of a better word for this area and again you guys are here um because you are some of the shining stars of the organization so sorry i had to i forgot that to, to talk i went right into ryan's uh uh professional college football career before we started <laughs> but no uh for real and that's and and i'm glad that you guys are here to represent cal sag um ryan again you are the river aoy uh and Eric, you won the uh, battle for the belt uh, on the Big Lake. Uh, Sanders, he won AOI for the Big Lake. Congratulations to Sanders. He's not here tonight. Uh, and DKR, Duncan, you uh, you got the uh, the, the river uh, belt, bud. You're the river belter. And it's like, this, what's that, your second time you won that? Uh, uh, second time on the SAG. I, I got on one the on the Big Lake. On oh, the Big Lake last year. Yeah, that's right. I mean, so you're no stranger to victory. And in 23, you like won every division you fished too. Now, again, whatever you were fishing, you were winning. There's some something going on. We're going to talk to you about that in a minute. But uh, And Brian Jackson, you, uh, of course, um, tournament organizer and developer uh, for this uh, Cal Sag Bass, as well as um, amazing angler. And Dennis Bannock, um, thank you. Uh, you have really been picking up the slack. Uh, as far as keeping the wheels and, and the structure of this organization together. So that's why we've chosen you, John. Oh, and of course, uh, uh, you know, uh, by the way, Eric caught um, one of the biggest bass I've ever seen on the uh, on the south side of Lake Michigan. Just, just amazing. Just amazing. But a pretty cool bunch of guys. And Ryan, now back to you. Uh, sorry, but so get it, bud. Ryan, you're fishing everywhere because you love to fish. Plain and yeah. simple. 
I never seen a guy that just is is just out there and loving it as much as you. Fishing with purpose, maybe, as one might say. I mean, for real, you're out there, dude, and you always seem to be happy when you're fishing. That's what I don't get. I see a lot of tournament anglers like Brian Jackson comes in mad. He just looks mad when he comes in. <laughs> Ryan, no matter what, you always just got a smile on your face. You know what I mean? Like they were talking about Johnny or Gussie. It's it, why is that, Ryan? Even when you're mad, you smile. Is that what happens? I like I like fishing, man. <laughs> if I'm fishing, I'm having a good time. I mean, yeah. I don't care tournament fishing in particular. If uh, if I have a bad day, all that means is I get to go fishing probably the next day because I'm going to be pissed and I want to go out and figure out what I did wrong. So. If I have a bad day, I just know I get to go fishing again. If I have a good day, I had a good day, so I'm happy. So, I just like catching them, man. It's fun. Yeah, you're. you're I like. I like. Uh, I like hanging out with the guys too. In particular, you know, at other tournaments, you might not see the smile on my face, but at these tournaments, I get to go hang out with my buddies. I mean, all these guys, like we're all competitors and we're all, you know, serious on the water. But when we get in the parking lot, it's fun. It's rad. Everybody yeah, no. there is having a good time. Yeah, I enjoy the events too. I'll be honest with you. They're the they're the most funnest events that I've had the pleasure of emceeing in this area for years. It's uh there's always a good vibe that seems to be seems to be happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's cool. Everybody can catch them. We know, we know, you know, we all respect each other on the water. I know that. I mean, you know, anytime you see somebody fishing something, you're thinking, God. What, what's he doing over there? You know, everybody's, everybody's, you know, there's not not many guys in our circuit and we, it's not that small of a circuit. Um, but there's not many guys that haven't won. Like a lot of our guys That's have right. won tournaments. So you, know okay. you don't know who's coming up with it. You don't know who's coming up with it. Yeah, and the right. guy that just won everything this year, DKR. Dung, and you you were on fire, dude. You're like um Denzel Washington, man on fire of the uh Cal Sag bass anglers this year. What what's the secret, Dung? What was it? What was the, the to the consistency in all the leagues around here this year? Yeah, I wish I could tell you there was some consistency to it, but honestly, it's the same thing everyone says. You get kind of lucky at the end of the day and you pull in behind where other people have been fishing all day and you throw something a little slower, a little quieter and you get on them in the last hour's magic. So, wow. Honestly, okay. I wish I was a better fisherman and caught them all day, every day. But, you know, when it's, it comes together at the end of the day, I, I never used to believe it when people said that. But that's how basically every tournament I did well this year went. Really? So there was that magic window of opportunity that you capitalized on. And that's the secret to your success this year? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. It's all, that, been, all been in the last hour. Really? Yeah. You believe that, guys? Last hour, smoking you guys. Oh, the derb, not bad. What do you do for a living, Dunk? I do believe uh, I work in construction, uh, do foundations for bridges and highways. Okay. Do you yeah. get to go bassing a lot, or does that keep you pretty busy? Uh, every once in a while, I can get out during the week. But, uh, yeah, no, mostly just, just do it for the weekend farm. Pretty much a weekend guy. So I know for a guy like you, um, it's pretty important to have – a league to look forward to with some purpose on the weekend to fish a derb, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, I mean, ever since the CalSag bass anglers came around, the, the whole scene's changed out here. I mean, you, you never used to be able to go out and fish for several thousand bucks a year. Like, it just never happened. You know, the, the payouts are phenomenal. Um, I mean, it, it's absolutely changed the game. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, everyone can agree. Like, there's nothing else that pays out over 100%. It just doesn't exist. And I see you surfing turfing a lot, like with your winnings. You're going out and having a good dinner. You're <laughs> you're going to Long John Silver's. You're going to Arby's. You're doing the deal. I see you, Dunk. You're not shy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. What's your uh, the number one bait on the river this year for you? The river. Yeah, the river. Well, I mean, or the Cal- Lake or, or it- Lake Calumet. In the fall, if, if I didn't say the Alabama rig, you, you guys would all know I'd be lying because you can all see it from a mile away. Okay. Throwing the <laughs> chandelier, everybody is. Yeah. But but uh, if it's not that, uh, honestly, it's probably a Sanko. Good old Sanko. Yeah, kind of the two two extremes. They're either biting one or the other. Wow. that's I mean, it, that's, that is, it's like you're throwing a bowling ball to a feather. But yeah, exactly. Dirt. But you're winning derbs. Pick which one they want to eat. Yeah. And and Dunk, uh, I mean, and you become the guy that they're like, oh, shit, what's he got? What's he got? You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, you're that guy now. You're that guy, Dunk. Yeah. Sorry, there's the dog up there. Well, your dog isn't crucial to your wins. Let's just be yeah. real. Your dog yeah. has win. been that way for a while, by the way. He's, yeah. Well, He's been that way for a while. Well, no disrespect. I'm noticing it a lot more. That's all I'm telling you. I, I see yeah. him looking at you more, Duncan. I see him looking at you more. Yeah, no, it just it just takes a little bit of luck. And, you know, especially in the fall, it's been a little more prevalent lately. But honestly, I respect the guys that are higher in the AOI every year. I kind of get lucky with these championships at the end of the year because the fall sets up the way I like to fish. But oh, yeah. these, these guys that are at the top of the AOI every year, <laughs> man, I, I stumble in the spring and the summer. And these guys, you know, Jackson, yeah. Whitaker. Bassmaster Classic's all a pretty year. important tournament, too. You know what I mean? So yeah. is AOI in every league. So. Yeah, no, but there's guys that catch them every tournament, and then there's guys like me that get lucky a few times. You're just being humble. You're not going to hear a guy being like, yeah, I just won that Bassmaster <laughs> But no, congratulations on your win, bud. I mean, it's a big deal, and your consistency um, is a big deal. Um, talking about guys that are winning, um, the new kid on the block, so sure. to speak, um, that's uh, Eric, and I always say your last name wrong, and you know I'll never get it right in my brain, yeah. but it's Eric Bertowski to me always. Yeah, that sure. okay? that's that's perfect. Yeah, say it right. Say your name right. Bertowski, Eric Bertowski, but Burstowski. do whatever folks your vote, whatever no, works. Eric Bertowski. Perfect. That's that what works. I said the whole time, Dunk. I was saying Eric Bertowski. Yep, that's perfect. Time. So okay, so Andy, we're gonna do this one for for Eric Bersalski. Let's give him a little uh, sports music, and you got to introduce yourself. Are you ready for this? If you're gonna be yeah, a big time guy, you gotta, you gotta, gotta, gotta do the school. Yeah, you gotta learn stuff like this. Uh, I'm Eric Bersalski. I went to Lamont High School. I'm uh, 21 years old, and I am very addicted to bass fishing. Extremely. Kind of about it. Likes long walks on the beach. I like long riding. walks with my dog. I take I take a I take my dog for a walk every day almost. 
And that's and that's not li- I'm not lying. I, I believe you, and that's amazing. And that was a killer intro, by the way. And Andy nailed the music again. I love it. But dude, you smashed the biggest bag that I've. I don't know. My, that's the biggest one I've seen. Three fish limit, by the way, on the south side of Lake Michigan. And for the Battle of the Belt on the Big Lake, you, what 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 did you have? Fifteen something for three, bud. Fifteen sixty nine, I believe. Fifteen sixty nine yeah. for three smallmouth bass in the Chicagoland area, and you had what was the bigs? Six four something. Six forty four. Yeah. Six forty four. Forty four is my lucky number. Six forty four. Yeah. Smallmouth bass. I yeah. saw Brian Jackson. He was like WTF <laughs> when that thing came up. Yeah. Popcorn was like, where'd you catch it? DKR was like, yikes. We, we, we fish all year. No catch. There's pounders down here. <laughs> I, I mean, it's nuts. Um, Bannock was uh, phoning for replicas already. Um, I mean, the thing was going, everybody's going crazy. So please tell us here the story of catching that monster fish. You want music too? No, no, okay. no music? Not. it's not that glamorous. I no, mean, it is um, glamorous. it's a 644. Yeah, I caught, I mean, I caught it on May rig and, um, yeah, I was on some like, um, whatever. I, I was catching fish every cast in a spot, but they were like four pounders that wouldn't help. And, uh, yeah, that's crazy to say because <laughs> I stuck a lot. So, I mean, I was catching four pounder, four pounder, four pounder, four pounder. And then I made a random cast out in the middle of nowhere, kind of, and get a dunk. Uh, no, no, no. But, um, I was fighting it. I was like, oh, that's a big fish. Cause it was doing those like drum head shakes that a big small mouth does. Right. And yeah, the <laughs> rolls reversed. And, um, fighting it fighting it and um got next to the boat and i was like that's maybe a five and i scooped it i don't use a net for singles tournaments i don't know i just don't and i uh, i scooped it and it was about as big as like half my arm and i was like that's a six hundred percent of six wow and then um yeah and then i weighed and i was like six okay and i was just i wasn't like screaming like i like i didn't scream i was just like okay we're cooking like I already had like a big bag earlier, like early in the day and stuff like that. I was had like 14 something by like eight in the morning that day. And, um, I just, I mean, I caught that fish. I was like, okay. Okay. I was like, yeah, I was excited, but I was just like, calm down. I kept fishing and, um, kept catching them, caught a bunch that were close to helping, but didn't help. But I was like, by the end of the day, and once I put that, like, got to hold that fish, and everyone was, like, going crazy. I was like, okay. Yeah, and it done. was awesome. It was a great moment for the club uh, to experience the good fishing there. We love that your parents were there to witness it. And uh, yeah. it was a, it was a good, it was just a good moment, Eric. It yeah. really was yeah. for bass Absolutely. fishing in this area. You know, yeah. it, gave, it gave us hope. I mean, yep. people are traveling to Door County, as all of you guys do, or people are going up at the St. Clair or whatever mm-hmm. to get small mouse, but here's you guys jacking a 15 pound satchel for three fish. The thing I have to say though, the last probably 12 outings on Lake Michigan, I've had this fall. I would say I had over 21 pounds and the last two times I've been out, I haven't had over 21 pounds for five fish. 
Okay. Well, and I, that says a lot about it's a good fishery. It's yeah. really good. Healthy. Yeah. It's called health. Yes. You, you got the gobies. You got the zebras. You got like, uh, like, uh, m- remember on the Al Linder special? I know you caught this, Ryan. He said, when the zebs came, yes. the smallmouth crew, the <laughs> zebs brought the big ones. Yes, it's he said a lot. The zebs, dude. <laughs> they are, they're, they're, they're the best thing and the worst thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they made the fishing for sure, but they, they, Break your heart often <laughs> if you're fishing near anything with zebras. They're a catch forty-four. That's that, catch forty-four exactly. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, Eric, congratulations! Amazing victory, and uh, we look forward to to more from you. Um, okay. What's what's the plans for uh, for twenty four for you? Uh, I fished the opens last year, but not fishing them this year. I'm just gonna get better at fishing and fish all nine the next year. I signed up for the divisional and the cross to hopefully get into the national championship. And, um, once before the off limits, I'll probably go up there and go drive around and fish that and, uh, fish in the Sturgeon Bay open with Ryan next year. That'll be really fun. And, um, maybe hop in an open fish, a bunch of local stuff. Just you maybe Marshall and the, event. At open at the Sturgeon Bay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. We'll I'm going to have Corey punch you. <laughs> it's gonna have he might, up to you he might by the end of the day hopefully. i hope we're not cl- i hope we're not that close to him. yeah no just on land just gonna have him walk up i'm gonna send him <laughs> well, a that's, what yeah. that's what i mean that's what i mean on land i hope yeah. we're not that close to him. Yeah. yeah hey um ryan congratulations on your belt thank you uh or your uh your AOY, I may A-O-Y. say. Congratulations on your belt and thank you. And uh Eric, congratulations on your belt. Thank you. Um, now I would like to give accolades to Dennis Bannock on the bottom left, Aaron Brian Jackson on the top right. And I want to say thank you, boys. Um again for kind of keeping this uh this league together. We had some ups and downs this year. Mm-hmm. And um and you, Dennis, and you, Brian did a great job of keeping some things together. Uh, many people in, in, involved. Yep. Uh, yep. Rob, uh, a, a, as well. And, 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 and of course you, you Ryan, and, uh, but Dennis and mm-hmm. yeah, Dennis and Brian, you guys, uh, really stepped up to the plate, uh, and especially you Dennis. And I, and I uh, thank you for that. Yeah. It's a team effort for sure. Um, you know, we're, we're going to, we're met a little bit of challenges and stuff, but we're going to come through and, um, you know, I, this is impossible without the anglers, obviously, of course, you know, without them showing up, um, this wouldn't exist. Um, and to Ryan's point a little while ago, um, I've been fishing tournaments out there on Cal SAG for 20 some years along with Brian. And, uh, it was the same guys coming in, winning all the time and now it's you never know who's going to come in the anglers are so good that we have the best we have the best league and we have the best anglers the toughest anglers in the area fishing our derbs bar none without question and it's it's tough and for duncan and 
Eric and Ryan and Brian to win belts and anglers of the year is saying something in our area. It's really, truly an accomplishment and they need to really be congratulated for it. Um, it's tough. I mean, when you think you have a good day and you do with 15, 16 pounds on the sag and someone comes in with 19, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like, wow. It, it turns your day from man it, and it it's fun. Don't get me wrong, but you're like thinking I got a chance. And then someone just comes in and destroys you. That's how good these guys are. Yeah. And, and here's, what's crazy. And on Lake Calumet, uh, uh, many of us know here uh, that, and it's very important to us that the Bassmaster classic in 2000 um, took place in Chicago and right. on Lake Calumet and Lake Michigan, our totally different fishery. This our home today. waters. When totally I different. tell the professionals that were in that tournament about what goes on there now right? are like, no way. Like I tell, I used to tell Aaron, I'm like, dude, there's milfoil in there now, man. You can catch 19 pounds. No, uh, 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 yeah. I tell Clun, I'm like, Hey, you know where you were cranking over there? We catch, catch three and a half pounders now, bud. He's yeah. like, no way. Yeah. I'm like Rick's yeah. rocks. I call him Rick's. Rocks. Yeah. Rick's rocks. That's Rick Clun's yeah. spot. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um jackson's point uh well those, at, those are every every point just yeah you. that's it that's <laughs> 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 but i mean it's really mark risks point isn't it yeah i mean yeah. um so uh, none of these professional anglers can believe what like calumet is done it was you know when when um dennis when you and i used to fish out there ages ago brian yeah. and you ages i won tournaments with seven pounds absolutely you if know you what I mean? came in with 10 pounds, you were a god. A, a rock star. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. That is an evolution. Yes. And, um, yep. Yep. and Brian, you've been here to witness it the whole way. You've been a force to be reckoned with in this region for ages. Brian Jackson is a, is a small mouth legend. I used to make fun of him because of his spin poles all the time, and he can't catch bucket heads. But the, uh, but, uh, but I mean, Brian, you won some money in this region and pretty much fishing all summer long because you're a school teacher. So you had summers off a lot. You got to perfect your craft, but mainly on the weekends, just out as much as you could learning Lake Michigan. It's come a long way, hasn't it, Brian? Yeah, I fished it a long time. Um, <laughs> Lake Michigan yeah. and, and and Lake Calumet, and um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't practice as much as as should anymore because uh, I didn't have to. And now these guys are are out there all the time and uh, and catching catching them all the time, and um, it, it makes it a lot harder on me. So I think I got to start getting back there and taking advantage of that summer off. Better tighten and, up. Uh, yeah, you got kids that are doing travel softball all, all the time, and there's always something constantly going on, and uh, it makes it hard. And I just figured because of my past knowledge, I could get out there and compete, and um, it's, it's not the case no more. I mean, I can still do good. I'm still always in the mix, but um, I feel like there's more for me to, uh, to to put into it if I want to do better. And, you can and have six pounders and like like Eric over there. you like ten minutes. Ago. I need a charger. Yeah, you got to keep up with you got to keep up with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but definitely, I mean, I mean, the competitors that I go up against, they're out there. 
they're practicing, they're utilizing that time when you can. Um, I know we have some off limits in this division and um, it, it, it kind of plays in my advantage, even though I can get out there, but um, I, I need to get out there more. That's for sure. Cause these yeah. guys are tough. Yeah. And they're out there all the time. So you better they're stop out there. Them. All right. Yes. There's a couple things that I am going to suggest for for Cal Sac Bass rules for next year uh, for the river. Stop the stupid two check-in points. No tournaments do that. That's for babies. Don't do it. Um, there's one check-in point in a tournament. Okay? Not for... I would behind the walks. I need time to check in. I want to fish as much as I can. And, and you guys can't check in in the other spot. And now it's even. No. There's one check-in point in tournaments. Hear me, boys? As the MC yeah, of your organization. I, yeah, but I mean, no, if I can, if I can add to that, I mean, oh, go ahead, you gotta hear me out. Yeah, you gotta hear me ahead. out. And, ahead, and, and everybody knows this with case too. This go is ahead. a body of water that we fish religiously, so yeah. and it's not like the Bassmasters where they rotate and they go to different areas. You got to be a little bit more strategic on, on the body of water like that you're fishing. We have a lock system every single tournament, and some yeah. of these lock masters um, are—I don't know. Account for the lock. You need to account for the lock. They're jagoffs. They are. You're the worst. I'm going to name the worst guy. His name is Eric. He's a douche. He works out single time. Okay? There's one check on the other side. Hear me out. One check-in. I don't care, Brian. This ain't the Bassmasters, man. Yeah, it is. It's a local Bassmasters, son. Step it up. I get what you're saying. Trust me. hear me. One check-in. Want to fight? Want to fight me on the air? Yeah. It's really penalized it's really negative three with my pounds. experience. You said I've been out there for a long time. With my experience, it's really pulled people away from it because they've had good sacks, they've been locked out and sat there for two to three hours. It's like right, man. I ain't coming back to this place. I really killed it out here. Finally, I did well. And then That's this box master is just a jag off and he doesn't get me through. I mean, this is our deal. It's not like it's um, it's it's we're rotating in different lakes and and they have a lock system. And you, if you want to lock through, then that's your risk. This is what we do, man. Yeah, that's, the, the, no, the, the good it. weights. The good weights are on the other side of the lock. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. There's no area over there on the other side of the lock to so launch from. Otherwise, we wouldn't even do a lock system. Right. right. Absolutely, we'd get rid well, of it. I, let me let me interject for one second though, and just say that. I've been fishing like the sag for a long time. Interjecting. <laughs> I've been fishing the sag for a long time. And you guys have seen me there for I don't know how long. And I fished it a lot before we started doing the two check-ins. And I've never been locked out. Ever. That's right. And the average time... goes back at least two hours early. Yeah. But you, if you, you're back you two hours early, you ain't been locked out. Lisa would laugh at you. Lisa Tambridge that was just on here would laugh right. at you. She would. <laughs> okay. It's not mass man. We'll do a vote. Yeah, but whatever. You're gonna yeah, get whatever. Like, I don't care. I'm happy with the way it is, but yeah. I would be happier if it was uh, no. one check. I don't think it's I don't think it keeps yeah, it. Fair. I mean, I think it's I, I wouldn't care myself, but I think it's just set in place to, to draw more boats, and that's our I don't uh, I disagree with you. I think the real tournament boats competitors and numbers, are gonna be like payouts, and I think that's what brings brings it in is, is having two check-ins. I do agree with Brian that most people like it that way. Because it's convenient. It is. I just, right. I'm not one of those people. 
It's I just don't mean. care. And I, 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 mean, I, I mean, hear you. I'm just real, telling you, that's the only thing that seems janky right. about your rules. It's the only thing that seems janky to me about it. Welcome to a Bass Club meeting, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Right, yeah. We're having one now. Jackson almost fought. Yeah, conversation for another time. For real. Yeah, we almost fought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Dennis, I'm glad you made it back to break up the fight. And Brian, Thanks. I know you guys have both been working really hard on something pretty special. Um, can we talk anything about what you guys have been working on with Indiana tourism? I know we alluded to yeah. it before, but uh, what, what's going on? Brian and Dennis, tell us in your words, what's going Go ahead, on? Dennis. Um, so this started last or this year, earlier this year, probably in the summer, the idea was brought and we talked about it. Um, I think in July on your show a little bit when Seth was on. Um, about having a open tournament uh, Lake on Lake Michigan, Lake Calumet, CalSAG, all those, that's all open uh, for this tournament. Um, we've decided that we're going to have it August 3rd and 4th next year. It's oh. going to be a team, team event. It's not going to be a singles event. Okay. Um, we are, and it's going to be on, out of, out of the Hammond Marina. Um, nice. Good location. Keep, yeah, yeah. We're going to keep it at um, about 150 boat max. Um, we've been told that they don't want to max. They want as many people as possible, but we don't feel that that's doable right now at this point because this is our inaugural year, obviously. So we're just going to test the waters. And if we think that if, if we get 150 boats, um, if we think that there's more demand, then we can maybe open it up. If everything goes well, open it up the following year to more boats. But um, so, yeah, so we're, it, this is going to be in conjunction with the South Shore Convention and Visitors Authority, which is the Tourism Bureau out of Lake County, Indiana. Um, Hammond Marina and the Horseshoe Casino are kind of the main players here. And we're hoping to draw in some more sponsors. Um, again, a team team event. Uh, the payouts we're not too sure about yet, but it's going to be hefty. It should be hefty. Um, it's not going to be a $5,000 first place prize. Um, it's going to be well north of that. Um, Two-day event. Uh, and that's really about all I can say about it right now. Um, so it is a two-day event. Yeah, absolutely. Jackson, give me a number. Give me a number that the prize might be. First place. I mean, I, I'm thinking, I mean... What are we doing? A four hundred dollar entry fee? Is that four hundred dollar entry with? fee per team? Um, and I also this was a, a point brought up by one of our other committee guys, Rob Pointer. Um, we are also going to have access to the slips at the Hammond Marina that are going to be open. We're going to our anglers are going to be able to use those to keep their boats in those slips, so they don't have to trailer oh, nice. in and out. Um, if they come and fish pre-fish during the week. They can leave their boats in the slip, in the water. They don't have to trailer in them out, in and out, take them to the hotels, whatever. Um, there's The Hammond Marina is going to give us a good deal on daily slip rental fees, which right now they're like 30 bucks a day. I think they're going to give us, they're going to give us a better deal than that. With, and 30 bucks a day is still cheap, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but they're going to get, they're going to cut us a deal on that. So we're hoping people utilize that. So it kind of um, eases up the traffic in the morning of launching boats in and out and everything like that. So 
Um, so yeah, $400 entry fee. Um, you know, if we get 150 boats, that's 60 grand already right there. And I think, I think with sponsorships, I think our goal is to be like a Sturgeon Bay where they're giving out a boat for first place. So, I mean, depending on uh, the numbers that we get and and the sponsors that we already have, I think that they're very generous and um, who knows? I mean, maybe first place could be 50 grand. We don't know. I mean, but that is a possibility. So look out, come on. We're going to, we're going to have, um, so all the events are going to be taking place at the Hammond Marina, the weigh in. um, We're going to have, we're putting together a kids fishing derby, probably going to take place at the Hammond Marina. Um, there's going to be food vendors. We're going to looking into getting a live band on Saturday night. Yes. Um, I'm our, jumping up there with them. Yeah. Food vendors, beer yeah. tents. Uh, I mean, the, the whole Ryan deal, are. like we had a festival, but we're having a, a bass derb and, um, it, it is, uh, been a lot of work. We've done a lot of, uh, um, meetings and, and communication with different organizations. And, um, you know, hopefully this takes off and, it's successful because it could be something that we do on an annual basis. We right. need this. We really do. We need need it, it, right. It's deserving. Lake Michigan is, I mean, August is tough, but I mean, um, it's just a time where we get the community involved. And it's, it's good just party time. Perfect Let's time to uh, yeah. do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Good party uh, time on the lake. It'll be at the Hem Marina. And there's already, but the lake's got how many, how many hundreds of boats are in the Marina. So you're going to have all those people coming to hopefully look at the weigh-ins support the vendors, um, you know, whatever. Uh, it should be a good time. I mean, it, it's going to be a, hopefully a, a great event, bass fishing tournament that turns into a really nice family event. Heck yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. And again, the the area needs it. And and thank you, all you guys on the committee. I know Ryan and yep. and, and Brian and, and Dennis and Marcolini and Pointer. All you guys have been working hard on, on stuff. And of course, the race god of the organization, Dave Figley. Yep. Like, yep. Granddaddy of them all. We need this deal. We need this deal. And um, and uh, thank you, Cal Sag Bass Anglers, for allowing Straight Cast to be part of your organization. We yeah, enjoy we being it. out. Yeah, we enjoy yeah. being out there at every event. And um, it's cool to be like Ryan was saying with your buds, because it's um, it's fun to raz. It's a different type of weighing environment. And uh, I think that all of that good time energy will convey come August for your big event. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think the people will see it. Build it and they shall come, Dennis Panic. Yeah, well, the, the barometer that we kind of go by, like to have 150 boats. Um, and I, I'm not sure, Brian, you fished this, but back in like 2002 or so when McLurch Bait and Tackle out of Hammond held the Big Lake Shootout. Yeah. It was like one of the big events, first big events. Smallmouth fishing was even that popular back in like 2002. It was getting there, and we drew Barely. like we drew like a hundred boats locally. That was awesome. Yeah. So here we are, twenty some years later. It's way more popular. I I'd be shocked if we didn't draw 150 boats. I would I would be shocked. Yeah. But we we just have to limit it at that because. We don't know the capacity of what the Hammond Marina is going to be able to accommodate us. And just this is our first event um, doing this on this scale. So we just want to make sure we do it as well as we can. And if we think we can open it up to more, uh, we will. So, uh, Dennis, real quick, though, um, anybody listening tonight um, and is interested in this tournament, I mean, come in, what, January, um, end of January, early February, 
uh, we're probably going to have this posted on the internet. Um, what website do, are we going to be looking for this? How are we going to get information on this? Do you have that information yet? Yeah, we're going to be, I'm going to be getting with uh, Dave Figley. Um, we're going to be putting together a website um, specifically for this event. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously a social, uh, a Facebook page for this event. Um, we're going to be probably working on that soon after the holidays um, are over. And, uh, you know, yeah, like what Brian said, we're hope I'm hoping to have it up and running where people can go and look um, and see what it's all about. Um Hopefully by end of January, early February, we'll have all so the best. The best way right now, I'm assuming, then is to uh, stay tuned to uh, yep. Cal Sag Bass Angler website or yep. where yep. where uh, Facebook page. Facebook page, um, you can follow us and, and and find out if you're interested and, and see when this is going to be posted and and, and yep. ready to go so you can uh, join if we do have a cat. Yep. CalSagBass.com is the website now. Uh, yep. Cal Sag Bass is found on Facebook and instagram mm -hmm. uh and uh of course the word is spreading amongst the region that this is the event to fish right uh guys um ryan congratulations again on your victorious year eric amazing job on the big lake and and dunk way to kick ass as usual you know what i mean <laughs> and uh and again dennis and, and brian thank you Thank for, you for your contributions. Um, guys, we uh, we look forward to the next uh, Stray Cast edition with CalSag Bass. And, uh, you know, there are other CalSag Bassers out there. Win some derbs. Come on the show. Win some belts. <laughs> you win a belt. Come on the show and talk bassing. Yep. You know what I mean? Hey, hey Pat. Hey, Ryan. Uh, just wanted to give a shout out to JP, the Waymaster, for yeah. he, he did a lot. He did a lot He's as well. And then Rob hey, Pointer, me I don't know if you mentioned JP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We all love JP. Yeah, and JP, uh, he, uh, did you, JP knew that the bass scales were 5K a piece. Did you hear that, Brian? Uh, yeah, bass? but you didn't give me the brand. It, it's, uh, it was it's, close. It's it was called close. Acme. 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 <laughs> Acme. Yes. That's amazing. Uh, like, 5K. Yeah. Piece. They got ten of them. They'll borrow you one. They'll borrow you one. They'll make a call. For it. They'll borrow you a five k scale. I got the money for it though. That's the deal. Yeah, yeah but I thank mean. you, JP High, uh, your um, your uh, cohort at TightropeFishing.com, too, for his amazing uh, work as the waymaster. Tightrope fishing. Well, look at you. Look at <laughs> you. <laughs> hey, uh, guys. Thanks again. Uh, all right. Well, wh while we got you, all right, hold on one second here. We're giving away the, uh, the stray kit. Oh, you know what? We were kidding. We're not giving away the stray cast extravaganza fun pouch bag tonight. It carries over to the Zona show next week where there will be two fun pouch bags. So we continue to have time in the randomizer, like and share the feed, and you can win next week. The Ooh, progressive pop. It's a progressive <laughs> great ass fun pouch extravaganza Christmas bag. Yes. Two weeks in a while. Guys, um, thanks again uh for coming on the show. You guys are all kick ass anglers and derbers by heart. Thank you, Pat. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Dennis, Dunk, Brian, Eric, Ryan. Peace. Have a great Christmas. 
We'll see you guys later. Thanks again. There it is. Ray Scott's dream in the local scene marathon episode. Yikes. Uh, Hey, um, same bass time, same bass channel. We'll be back next Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central with the one and only Mr. Mark Sona. Bass Galaxy, I thank you for allowing us to sail on this thin raft of bass fishing and have such a dang good time doing it. This has been an Andrew Ellenberger, Ginger Ninja production. I'm Pat Renwick. I bid you peace. Peace, Bass Galaxy. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!